tanto tiempo de no verte, de no hablarte, ya cansado de buscarte, siempre, siempre, siento que me voy muriendo por tu olvido lentamente, y en el frío de mi frente tu beso no dejará. Sé que mucho me has querido, tanto, tanto como yo, pero en cambio yo he sufrido mucho, mucho más que vos. No sé por qué te perdí, tampoco sé cuándo fue, pero a tu lado dejé toda mi vida. Y hoy que estás lejos de mí y has conseguido olvidar, soy un pasaje de tu vida nada más. Ay, chico. Chico. Hi, Adam. <laughs> You're muted. I couldn't myself in time. You fool. <laughs> yes, we have seven call-ins now, which means I get to hang up on even more people. <laughs> Excellent. If only Marcelo could call twice at the same time. <laughs> Maybe he'll try from two different gadgets. That would be uh, a very small you. reward in a otherwise <laughs> bleak day. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody, listeners. Hello, hello Chico. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Everyone else. What's going on? Uh, not much. I just cooked the killer zucchini patties. Mm. Mm. And I, whenever I cook that, we finish it. So this time I was like, I'm going to make a larger batch so it lasts. Another Smart day. thinking. Yeah. So. That's what you do. <laughs> um, doing it so much more, like at least... I wanted to start today talking about the class we had today. It was really fun. It was a little yeah, later than normal. Eleonora couldn't make it, but um, it was nice. We had some new faces in there, so that's always nice. And yeah, it was exciting. It's like a, for those of us, those of you who don't know, it's a Wednesday morning wake-up warm-up, and it's sort of like a condensed 20 to 30-minute class where we don't really go through much technically like we breeze through it but it's more just to get your head out of the dumps maybe or out of 
you know, not dancing tango much and just, you know, I, I think it's nice because it's early, definitely and brightens my day. it's a good break day. in the middle of the day. So it's a wake up thing, we call it for 11 a.m., but for a lot of people, that's like it towards does, the middle of their day. It does interrupt my nap, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, I think it's it's a good way to like keep your head in the game a little bit of tango. It, um and I like that each time we teach a class, we have several classes throughout the week, and each one's a little different. And this one is very just quick. And you teach your sequence, I teach my sequence, Eleanor teaches her sequence, and we put it all together and get to say hi to certain people from all around the world, and then it's over. It's a cool. tango quickie. Yeah, tango quickie, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. We should have called that that. Yeah, I could think of some amazing design logos for that. <laughs> I would have made the video completely. The promo video would have been very different. I bet. <laughs> Maybe we do need to try to make a video for that. I could hear the song. There's that um, beef. It's what for dinner song. <laughs> I've already got the theme song. Everything. We have to do it, Adam. We gotta um, do it. And the other thing I wanted to mention is tomorrow we're teaching together a waltz class with uh, Angelis and Christian School based outside of Boston. So not that we will be there, but we'll be with them in Zoom and probably be a nice little turnout. So join us, meet some new people, hang out, and um, see who's who's part of that community. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's sort mm-hmm. of fun meeting people online. In the intimate class settings. I mean, it's really not, but it is what we have. (laughs) Well, no, what I mean is like (laughs) that you're in completely different states. uh, Yeah, that's cool. There you are. Mm -hmm. The same place at the same time. Yeah, that is cool. I'm excited. And then on Sunday, I'm super excited because we have the next uh, virtual tango encuentro with you and Marcelo and I. And... I have a story to tell about um, clapping in tango performances because I feel like I remember in the early days being in Buenos Aires and watching performances and hearing people clapping, especially in the certain milongas where, you know, like the older milongas, I'll just put it that way, and watching and not knowing what people were clapping about. And feeling a like maybe they don't know what's going on because i was so arrogant or b i should learn more probably b and um <laughs> and i feel like the couple that we're going to introduce this sunday and the tango and virtual tango encuentro is somebody that took me a long time to understand and i'm still learning to understand um but when i watch them now and of course the video's old it's a vhs it's grainy <laughs> but when I see people clap, or when I hear the audience clapping more, now I feel less ignorant as to why, and uh, I'm happy about that because I think that there's a lot of s- subtle, su- not just subtlety, just experience and nuance to um, the way the older generation it, it, uh, approaches the musicality that we don't really. Ca- I don't think we're able to appreciate it until. Or We've been dancing for a long time. Yeah. yeah, or understand because it's just such a, a higher level. And um, I remember when Horacio introduced us to that couple, Pocho y Nelly, through a different video. 
and I've had to examine that one many, many times. And then mm -hmm. I was YouTubing them because I really wanted to feature them in the, one of the next Encuentros. And I found this uh, this song, El Remate by Pugliese. They danced at Sunderland. And yeah, it was just uh, it was kind of cool for my... I was really excited because I was watching it and I was thinking like, oh my God, I could see what they're doing that I would normally not be aware of, you know, like... Yeah, 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 um, exactly. And I really and want to share that. Was that first video you're talking about when Horacio shared them with us for the first time? Was that the milonga? No, it was the, the one in El Beso where they danced to El Rodeo, and it's the one he uses a lot in his classes. With he does his skirt. No, I don't think so. that's oh, the no, milonga one. I don't one. think so. Uh, no, it's a disarly, but I. No, no, this is a Pugliese. I'm talking about. I see. Sorry. Yeah, and it's but he brings this one up a lot in classes, and also there's a there's another one from the same milonga, which is a milonga that they dance, and he uses that one in the lessons as well a lot. So yeah, I um, like the milonga when I remember very clearly. Yes, April, there can be six Collins now, but there's still not enough for you. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> April Cole, you listen in every week. You better say I hi, would Wonder love Woman. to hang up on you, April. Please call in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited about the class this Sunday because I can't wait to, to 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 work on that. Every week, I don't know if people know this, but every time we do a class between the three of us, one of us picks the the couples, yeah. you know, and the videos and it's interesting to see like Marcelo chooses videos based on his likes and Chico based on her likes and you know I'm nice I'm up this week I'm up this month so and it's also like not just likes but it's also stuff that you find intriguing so it's not like oh like things that might inspire you to work on something out of that not mm -hmm. necessarily always like the overall likeness of the video right um, that's an interesting, that. that's a very interesting way to put it. I would still say it's because I like it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting Sometimes way to look at me, it. Sometimes for me, there's an overall effect of a performance when I watch that's like super, like it's amazing. Sometimes I like it, but I like it because of like some of the details in it. But in the overall, maybe it's a different feeling for me. Hmm, okay. I can yeah. see that. And it doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just I'm maybe I'm not as moved by it in the overall. Mm -hmm. um, but I appreciate the little things that intrigue me. Well, what's fascinating is like we've been examining these videos and and, you know, thinking about each couple that dances and you know, we're going to have Pocho y Nelly on Sunday, and they have their amazing way of interpreting it. And then two weeks from now, we're going to have um, Sabrina and um, Federico doing the same song from more of a recent video. I mean, actually, it's recent in the sense that I think they performed this in December of, of 2019. And their, you know, stylistic choices and musical choices, it's just interesting to see the yeah. different interpretations and also he's so big on like his his swirly turns and his enrosques and he's so smooth at that um so it's i think we all like to play to our strengths too you know yeah and also dancing. like i love uh being able to watch such a difference of like there is an era or two between those two dancers two couples 
right? And then also like there's so different s- insights. I think there's like five eras. <laughs> Maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Pancho and Nelly are the a decade or two before Gustavo, <laughs> who's two decades before Federico. So you know, I think yeah, they're. It's true. It's true. And then uh, like the, I love seeing like different size and heights of uh, couples to dancing to the same song because like I think the way we use the body is different based on that too. Well, I remember having a conversation with several different people many years. Like Robin was one, I think Evan and Mario and different people when we were traveling a lot more at festivals. And at different times, this conversation would come up about how, like, the goal is to someday dance the way the old timers dance, you know. And I remember at least with Robin one time joking and saying, you know, one day we're only going to be able to dance like old timers. So... We might as well dance like young timers now (laughs) (laughs) while we can. It's true. Um, Because maybe in the future that'll, you know, that's part of the reason we choose to dance these certain ways. We have two calls at one time. We have Mr. Bat Johnson, Dr. Bat Johnson. Dr. Bat Johnson. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Good. Hey, guys. Hi. And we have Christopher. Nasepolis. Christopher. Wow. How are you? Christopher. He's still Beth. figuring out how to work the Bluetooth, I think, because we can't hear him yet. But uh, that's okay. Okay. Talk okay. about old timers. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, you got gonna, bad He's going to get me for that one. <laughs> hey, Bad, how you been, man? Uh, I've been good. I've been listening uh, for maybe the last three or four minutes. And I have to say, um, I was fortunate enough to see Pocho and Nelly at Canning once oh, in like wow. two, That's great. 2007 or something. And I've... then in about, uh, I don't know, 2011 or 12 or something, I got a chance to dance with her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, what was that was, like? You know. Wow, it was great. It was great. That was always one of my goals was to, like, before my first trip to Argentina, in my head I was saying, I want to dance with one of these older, older milongueras so she can teach me how this dance is supposed to feel. Mm. And then on my first trip, I did get a chance to dance with a few of them. Mm-hmm. But dancing with her, you know, I was, uh, I was in heaven. Mm. Plus, everyone was looking at us, too, you know. <laughs> Yeah. See if that messes this dance up. No, no, it was great. It was. That's it amazing. Was I I actually almost chose a video from conning of them in 2007. They danced to La Pungati, La Tapungati. Shit, I'm butchering the fucking name. The Pugliese Tambung. Christopher, can you help me with that one? <laughs> Tapungatina. Jesus. Yeah, you said, you said Christopher, have you figured out the technology yet? No, but his beloved. Caroline is here with us now. Hello. She's hip. Hello. She knows how to use a phone. <laughs> I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm not sure what I know anymore after a whole long day of. of... Chico, Chico, we yes. had our sound. We had our sound check. I was. I believe it was yesterday, and it was almost as long as our normal show. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. you guys missed each other. We, we so were much. catching up. It was great. Caroline was asking me so many questions. 
That's I had true. to like I... go and like reanalyze my life afterwards. I know. Why did you guys catch up without me? It's not well, fair. So, that was sorry, sorry. You should have been there for the sound check. You know, mm-hmm. that's where you get all the good stuff. Yeah, Adam doesn't want me there. Because I caused trouble. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Caroline, where do you guys live? So that is Weird. top secret information. Oh, really? <laughs> we want oh, the really? exact address. Oh, Oh. No, no. Actually, um, we live in Mill Valley in Marin County, just over the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, sort of in the heart of uh, suburbia near, you know, open space and all that. Okay. Yeah. They have like ho- wild horses running around near their house and all sorts of stuff. Beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Does Beth and Caroline know each other in person? Um, Caroline, have you? No, I don't think so. Caroline, have you been working with uh, Christopher for a long time? Working oh, with yeah. him? I've been working on him for like <laughs> <years>. <laughs> And everybody knows he needs it too. God bless he needs it. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's a, it's a yes, work in progress. I, it's a work yes. in progress. Yes. I work. So Chico, to, <laughs> to answer your question, I, uh, I took a class with him at the All Night Milonga Many, 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 many years ago. I so, bet I was there. He used to come visit us more often. Yeah. Yeah. So what year was that? Any idea, Caroline? When was the last time you guys were in town? It must have been 2014? Oh, in New York? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought she meant the all night. Yeah, well, here, of course. I'm very West Coast, you know. Mm. The all night so, Milonga in New York. Uh, I don't know that it then I was not there. Then it was Christopher who was there at the when did you teach at the All Nighter in New York? Uh, 1844. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys performed there. I remember you guys performed there. No, no, it was just it was it was, some other floozy no, no, standing it, in. Yeah, you know which floozy. <laughs> you know which floozy it was. It was um, uh, oh my goodness, she lives in Austin now. I should know her name. Huh. What he was? Oh, that's the, I could have sworn. I the Bul- sworn. Bulgarian is that? Uh, yes, 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 Vanya. Vanya. Yeah, Vanya. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my, yeah. my, my memory is way off. I can. My memory's gone too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, we danced so slowly that we went backwards. <laughs> yeah, time. You actually yeah, but, turned back oh, time. No. But Christopher, aren't you famous for that? To be there. I was supposed to be there, uh, except there was a snow. It was storm. snowing, yeah. It was, and so I couldn't make it. She I was got, she got stuck in D.C. Yeah, I was uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Matt, you were saying? What, did you, what was your question? Um, I, was, I was saying, aren't you famous for dancing that way? Someone was telling a story about you once. I think I told him that story. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to bring this up when when they got on the phone tonight because I danced with Christopher. So I have a couple of really great memories of you guys and I'm not meaning this satirically at all. I mean for real. Um one of which was dancing with Christopher at the South Street Seaport. You danced I believe we danced the whole tanda and I don't think we moved at all. Until the very, my, my memory, again, my memory doesn't serve me that correctly, obviously, but I just remember that it wasn't until the very end of the very last song of the tanda, you did like a basic turn to the left with a cross at the end, you know, and it just well, yeah, released. You know, you know the, Adam, the problem was that my heel was stuck between the boards at the, the pier. So <laughs> <I couldn't> <laughs> 
<laughs> but you well, you, you played, were heading to something, heading towards you, something profound. You played it off really well. Well, it was profound for me because you know this is I'm probably at this time 25 or 26. I've been dancing a couple of years, so I'm starting to get my feet under me. I've got a lot of energy, and I'm just moving all the time. You know, like yeah, your your feet were actually under me, but that's another story. You know, I am like <laughs> I was trying to learn how to dance tango, and I think I was like popping and locking and all this. <laughs> I was just like trying to do everything I could. So anyway, I'm dancing with Christopher and the whole time I'm thinking like, when the fuck is this guy going to move? Like, and I built up so much tension in, in my body that when he finally just led me to do like a cross at the end of the song, it like lifted me above and beyond anything I could have, you know, like experienced if I had done a million ganchos and a million anything. And it was because he just, it just helped, you know, it just built so much restraint and tension and release and i remember you know i remember from that day forward being like okay someday when i can't move like christopher i'm gonna (laughs) dance (laughs) so you know you you know you you know what christopher's email address is right it's not it's not any coincidence that it's molasses Uh, yeah yes that's his name here as well which i think is perfect yeah but now he's like so fast and so speedy Hmm. No way. Well, okay. We, d- not- we don't want him to change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am actually kidding about that, but I mean, it's all relative. Right? But well, well, actually, that that leads into something interesting. I mean, for for listeners, you know, for uh, I, I doubt anyone's listening because they 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 heard that we were going to be on. But um, it was uh, it, it's very interesting that we all change. I mean, no matter you know, you you can have a style. Thank you God. Can have this you can have a Thank that. Thank God, yeah. yeah. Right, right. But and, exactly. and even when we think that we have. I find it interesting to see people kind of branding themselves mm, like mm-hmm. we do, you know, Gavito style or whatever, you know, like, a, you know, I, I'm a student of Gustavo or, you know, it's right. like, that's a wonderful thing. And that's, that's a temporary. That's a beginning. Y- y- yeah. well, it, it, it might not even be the beginning. It might be like 40 years on, you know, but then 50 years on something different is going to come along. There's going to be a, a different, uh, kind of energy in the body like like what who was it robin saying eventually we're all going to dance like old people you know because mm-hmm. we're going to be, be old, old because who will be yeah. <laughs> yeah. some of us yeah. are yeah exactly yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's fine i find that the 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 older i get uh thankfully you know carolyn and i we we try to take care of our bodies we sort of do what uh we do a lot because i just want to be clear that i take care of my own body Wow. <laughs> okay. Christopher's not doing it for okay. me. Okay, you know what? Duly noted. I have another podcast I have to get to, so I gotta go. Uh, uh, wow. Thrown under the bus. No, he and, does beat me. Um, so, uh, you know, and we, uh, this idea that uh, the older I get, the, the more I rely on the structure of my bones and the less on the agility and ability of my muscles. Muscles. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, Absolutely. And it, uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, that we're not intrinsically, you know, we don't have our core turned on or we don't have some part of our muscles operating because obviously you'd fall down in a big heap. Exactly. But there's something, there's something wonderful about getting to a place of, of arriving on balance, as, as Susanna Miller would say, because you never lost your balance. You never have mm-hmm. to regain your balance because you walk through space in a balanced way. And, and mm-hmm. that is, a, and, that, and it, it's, you know, it's taken me, two and a half decades and then some to 
even come to scratch the surface of that to realize like, wow, every once in a while that happens. And it's always about the follower. It's always about dancing with somebody who's stable and quiet and gentle and loving the music. And then I can arrive at, you know, that quality if it's, you know, anyway, that's how I feel about it. So, well, I feel like what you're saying is exactly something that I, I love hearing certain teachers say it. I try to use it a lot. It's like, let your weight arrive. Like, let your weight be with you. You know, yeah. use your weight to travel. Use your mass. Use your weight, which is your bones, your muscles, your skin, your your blood, everything. Like, just let it be a part of the movement and, and relax, you know. It, can you, expl you, can you explain that in a different way? Can, can I just say the one thing that I, I was going to add to that, Adam, is that I think of it as like tango is one of those dances where like gravity is your friend. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely, it can definitely be your friend. It's not. It, it, it's kind of like yeah. Re rephrase that for, for bat. Ask a good question, which is a you know. Well, in Spanish, your weight, the word weight is peso, right? And it's like, and a lot of the teachers there they just use it a lot more than we do in, in English. I don't know because yeah. there's the language difference, and and it's just like when I when I started to appreciate just what that word meant to me and I'm, I'm going to try to explain it again in a moment, but, but it just, it affected how I just, when I arrive, I try to let everything be in the place that I'm going and I try not to tiptoe in or be careful or, or extend or, or, you know, just overthink the movement and just, and right. I just try to occupy the space that I'm entering, you know, and, yeah. mm -hmm. and trust that the other person is going to exit the space um, because we're communicating that we're traveling or, 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 or we're going to not move and we're just going to be here. But um... Chico, I have a question. Chico, no, wait, what's, what's your you, take on that? Wait, what's... before you even ask Chico that, okay, I yeah. want to say, so Adam, <laughs> when, when do you feel like this, this, this started to change for you? And there's a reason why I'm asking. Uh, God, it, it, you know, it, it, it was carried with a lot of other things. It, one of it was like, I think it was, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't want to say it was psychological, but, you know, I used to keep my lower back and my hips kind of pulled away from my body a lot. Mm -hmm. When I danced, there was a, it was an unconscious tension and I mm -hmm. got a lot of back pain over the years and I had to, I'm still always like doing yoga now and things to just keep my hamstrings stretched and my lower back stretched. So, mm -hmm. um, being conscious of, of overcoming that physical problem forced me to move with more of that effortlessness. Um, yeah. So it kind of it I it kind of moved to it kind of happened at the same time like physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the reason why I asked that is because I I remember I don't know if this is like part of that journey because it's been a long time that it, since I've danced with you, but I remember, you know, like one of the later times that I danced with you, th fe feeling that actually that you felt mm -hmm. it, it had to do with like a um, even when you were it wasn't about you not doing anything or it wasn't about you being quiet or whatever, but I just noticed that you. Um, being, you just being a lot um, feeling quieter because of that arriving hmm. that, that sense of arriving hmm. so um, so 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 Chico wake up and I, tell us how, how this how, how, how you feel. I'm not here <laughs> please leave a message I heard some snoring I, I <laughs> she's drooling I, I, I through don't... the she's drooling through the mic it's the computers are exploding yeah. I have a I'm quick question it. Before you answer that, Chico, I have a quick question. Hmm. Do you think do you think that perhaps this whole gravity thing has anything to do with being grounded? A and do you think it has anything to do with the culture of Argentina? And the reason I say that 
is because a lot of guys, a lot of the old guys like um, um, Armando Orsusa, Jorge Torres, uh, Gustavo Benzecrisava, they all said that, that they can tell someone who's from Argentina just by watching them walk down the street. So do you think mm-hmm. um, culturally that has anything to do with it? Well, let's go back to the first question first. What was the first question, Caroline? <laughs> I think they are sort of related. How are you? <laughs> I know. I didn't even get the chance to say hi. <laughs> hi, Chico. Um, hi, guys. No, so, so Adam, you were you were talking about this idea of of taking you know carrying your weight and arriving with all of you, your blood and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. That that sense of and your bones and your bones and yeah, I was saying that I dance more with my bones and less with my musculature, and I was just curious how things how that's been going for um, for Me. Chico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I love that you use the word bones because I think I've, over the years, been trying to look at the muscles more like the cushion and my bones mm-hmm. to be the ones that receive the information. And when Adam is moving like that, it's also for me what changed is I think um, I used to try to move me of course i still do and we all have to be independent but at the same time i've learned that if i wait more it's less mm. effort for me to move yeah, me that really that so, really touches on what i'm sorry that that's a better way to say what i'm saying about the weight thank you chico because that's what i mean more it's like give yourself the time to to take the movement instead of you better keep saying how you talk about it, Chico, because you're scared to say what you're to me. But I just wanted to say that's exactly what I wanted to say. Well, well, as a leader, when you do it, it's, I think, giving me the chance to prepare me, right? Mm-hmm. When you're waiting longer to take the action. But at the same time, when I, even though I know what's ha- going to happen in a second after, not doing it a second before and just being uh, this cushion for you that you walk into and I absorb it and we move together, I think made me realize like the way we melt into each other more and then it becomes less effort Mm -hmm. to move together. And Mm I don't know. It's like, I, and it allows that. me to use my bones more because if I am anticipating and if I'm moving me a little earlier, I am using more of my muscles to make sure we are not disengaging from each other. But if I wait longer, and also going back to Christopher's thing, like tango is, or maybe Caroline said it's tango is one of the dances that appreciates gravity i don't think there is any dance that Mm. does not like for me even if you're doing anti-gravity you can't do anti-gravity if there is no gravity so they work like there's always opposition forces and if there's no up there's no down then there's no down there's no up so it's i agree in hand I do agree with that, except for that I feel like, particularly when you're doing sort of more social dance kinds of things, it's a, you know, it's, you could even say, I mean, what you said is could even be true of ballet, but, but again, you know, it's using gravity and I think in a very, very different way if you compare something like ballet to, to the way that we dance tango. 
Mm-hmm. And there are certain dances that I feel like are super, like, like you know, swing is kind of super grounded and, and stuff. And, um, but, you know, there's another way to think about this, and that is like... There is? Well, I wanted to first of all, what 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 made me go on this about to go on this tangent was I want to introduce you guys officially to everybody that's listening, and then those of the, those are the people that will listen later when they download the episode. But we're joined today with Christopher and Caroline, who are based and have been living in the San Francisco area for a long time, and been teachers of mine in Chico for many years, on and off, and um, in many ways, and friends, <laughs> and but, friends, but you, but and um, hopefully. You never listened, though. You know, you were there oh, in class. I, I, that's because I'm a rascal. But I actually, I'm, I do listen. I'm just a rascal. No, um, no, you were, you were always incredibly respectful. You know, like. But the other thing I was way. gonna, yeah, of course. But my, my, what I, what I wanted to say about, um, how this really, what do I want to say? When we have like, so, when you're trying to sound like I'm trying right now to sound intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you're trying, it's like when you're trying really hard to dance tango. And then there's people that just like are intelligent or people that just move. And that goes back to the idea of like letting your weight take you or really, really trying hard. And then what I'm trying to do right now, which is make a profound statement, but I'm not doing a very good job. And Adam, stop right there for a second, because that to me takes me back to Bat's question uh, about like, I don't know if I would say any person moving on the streets being yeah, I, Argentine I versus cult- like... Cultural references are, are big stereotypes that are... But I think that there might be more dancers you see that are moving with that groundedness, but I think it comes with time more than culture. And I think it comes with not trying but just being and doing. So, so here's, I'm going to toss something into that, toss this hat into that ring. Hmm. Um, Chico, you're totally on it. And, and what I would say is that, the, Adam, you spoke of intelligence. And what I think what happens with time is that we get musical intelligence as well. And we come to hear the music. Um, let's say there's an orchestra of, you know, nine, nine piece orchestra, right? And there's, I've been listening to the Bandoneon uh, Variacion, you know, for for a decade and a half. That's totally cool. Whether I dance slow or or fast to it, you know, that's what I've been hearing. And then one day I'm in a particular place in the room and the bass is a little bit louder. For some reason I'm in the corner or this or that and I hear the bass player. And it's a completely different experience. And it changes Mm -hmm. my entire perspective on Mm -hmm. the song. The way my and to me, I've always said the baseline is the followers walking. If there's a hmm. if there's a steady, strong, reasonable baseline, she and I can all or he or she or they we can always find two and a half or one point three or whatever number you want to create. You know that's the, the beat. Be- the beat. The beauty of it is that you can find all kinds of places to land, but mm-hmm. we have. The bass player, the unsung hero of the orchestra, and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in early years, early decades, you know, I would have to try to find that that little piano note, that little violin thing that was the nuance that I mean, I'd listen to a song, you know, four hundred and sixty-four times. 
And then I heard that note, or then I heard that line, and I had never heard it before. And that was but, actually the genesis. In many ways, that's sort of what um, was, well, I don't know if it was a genesis, but certainly, sort, sort, sort of, um, certainly played out when you were dancing super, super slow. Yeah. It was like you would hardly move, and then you'd move, and if the follower was really clued in, not just to the music, but to you, then... Uh, then the res- then you'd find yourself landing on the you know two and a half or the two and three quarters and the two or the two and mm. five eighths and in this really mm-hmm. kind of interesting way. So yeah. I'm sorry, someone well, to say something. I was just gonna say this reminds me of two points really quick. One is like the less you do, the more you hear. This is something um, right. you know Chino Parico says a lot. He's like, well, I was too busy listening to the music to dance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something else that just yeah, escaped so me. Be, yeah. which, which comes back to be, be, be familiar with the music before you get to the milonga. If we, mm-hmm. if, we only, if we only dance the music, then we may miss something that we would, that would be, we'd hear if we were, let's say, in the car, in traffic, or if we were right, 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 know, yeah. like on a bicycle with some earbuds on and you're in nature or something. You might hear something in a different way or in a different kind of context. And then mm-hmm. we can bring that to the Milonga, to a, a particular partner. Because, of course, all this stuff is completely subjective in the yeah, moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, to it's the like moment. When I dance with Carolyn, it's going to feel different than dancing with Chico, different than dancing with you, Adam. It's like there's there's so many. There's That's the beauty. That's the richness of it is that it's like what's happening and in, fact, in the moment. And, in fact, the other night, Christopher and I were dancing and I was leading him. Mm-hmm. And I was doing hardly anything. I mean, it was like very, very slow and hardly yeah. moving at all. And Christopher was like all ready to like go and be a good follower. And then he was like, at the end of the song, he was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so like hard and yet completely rewarding. And like to, mm-hmm. to hear her musicality played out in a different way. Because of course, you know, we haven't been social dancing in months and months. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very bizarre thing to come. You know back that to. that brings up a really interesting point about you know something that I've haven't really grasped in this way before. But when we're, I was just going to talk about how much I get excited about learning about other people's musicality. It it mm-hmm. always inspires me more and more. And and nowadays, well, Chico and I teach a class where we watch videos and we talk about the the musical musical difference between the couples performing. But now what you're saying it, it brings up a really interesting point, like. When we're dancing tango with people, we are always in the process of learning the music all over again with another yeah. person. Yep. Through yeah. the other person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so, oh, yeah. that is something completely different because we don't have a basic count. You know, like, I mean, we have phrasing and we have certain, you know, right. fallbacks that help us. But, sure. but in the moment, we have what are we here with this person learning and experiencing in the music and, and all of these things. And man, that is. And that's like very clarifying convers- right now. I appreciate that. And it's yeah. like any conversation I feel or any friendship or anything else you have, like everybody brings out a different part of you and you make something together that's different than what you share with others. Like this, even this exact topic, if we talked with other people, would go in a different direction maybe and we'd learn something different and we'd, we'd be saying different things too. And yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. the same in the dance. Right. All right, guys, we're going to stop for a moment.
it is officially <laughs> time. You are here for our five question segment, and you are actually Ooh, on the good. phone. You are actually on the phone with the lyricist of the theme song. Ooh. Five questions. Five questions. <laughs> five questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rick James is gonna kick your ass when when you die. That is that is actually uh, that is Bat James and MC Screwdriver right there. <laughs> Bat James. I love it. Yeah. You were drinking screwdrivers when you did that. From the genesis of your idea, Adam. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's our our unofficial official theme song. So and although no, we've so been no, having so no a... questions, right? No questions, just the theme song, and now we just move on. Yeah, then we just keep going. You, I do want to bring up. Uh, so I, I have some stories that I did want to bring up that I. <laughs> and I have one of you. Memory, too, but... memories oh, no. I have of you guys. Memories I have of you guys. Actually, quite a few. I was, and then this is going to sound a little maybe cheesy, but I was looking when I was looking for a photo to post on Facebook of you guys for the episode. I was like going through your photos and it just reminded i haven't seen you guys in years you know the last time i saw you sharon and i were on a road trip you put us up for the night in your lovely house and um and that, and that was great and then um what else happened so i'm looking at photos and it just reminded me of a really really great tango time in my life you know when we would bump into each other at festivals in ann arbor and different places um in so, so many places what, that was great first first story i want to bring up is not a story I'm a part of or a memory I'm a part of. But Christopher, you once told me that you were forced to put on women's clothing and follow somebody all night long. What? Uh, no. It's a slight... What? <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah. This story has changed. No, it was not all night long. It was for two. It was for two days straight. Actually, that's, actually, that's two days. Story. No, honestly, I told Adam never ever to tell that. Story I know, Adam. You totally just. just Carol was the only other person who knew that. Oh, you're talking about the tango story. No, no, no. Somebody took somebody took off my clothes, put them on, and then danced with me while I had no clothes. Oh, no. oh. my bad. No. I, again, my Let's memory. Let's just say is... it was not I. It was uh oh uh oh so so it wasn't so me the, the, so part of part of the I think part of the psychological thing was you are naked and this is how you have to come to the to the to the dance if you don't come naked and 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 one of the things that that this particular person said to me was if you only dance with me with your sunny little California you know thirty year old boy self. And you just have that smiley face all the time, and everything's hunky dory. You will never be Fast tango. A, a very good tango dancer. You'll always mm -hmm. go through the motions and be whatever, but you're never gonna like actually have any blood and any anything invested in the dance. If you don't come with your with all of your baggage, everything on the line, and I that, mean, after all, your baggage is what makes you a good tango. Right. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Good yeah. point. It's it's authentic, right? We if we bring our authentic selves, and I did have that, you know, I I, I you know, I kind of do play the clown sometimes, and I'm like telling jokes and this and that, blah blah blah. But um, there's something profound and and you know, like painful about some of my past, 
And when I started to incorporate, that laughs with painful stuff about his presence. There's painful stuff. I could relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, absolutely, Beth. That's I and it and it. It, and, it, and it shapes how we go forward as as humans and also as dancers and it um and it's and that's the part about being naked and so the, like for me it was like the perfect metaphor being played out in real time mm-hmm. and uh and it so was, are you allowed to share who this was i don't know no you know what i t- i once met steve mcqueen and steve mcqueen told me never to name <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I didn't mention I didn't mention any names because you know it's not my story to tell. I just wanted to. It doesn't matter. Bring that just... up because it was a very. I learned a lot from that experience. I, right. uh, again, it was it was something that I learned from through your experience, and it's not because of who it was with or even because it was you. It was just I brought it up because I like the story. It's funny, but it's also enlightening. And, and as you're yeah. describing I it further, I just want to know: Are there any other stories that you're gonna? Uh, bring up that involved na- and na- any kind of nakedness. I did not. I did not remember. I did not remember he, he was naked, the naked in the story. Part. He thought. He thought I it thought was a cross dressing story. Oh, I thought oh, oh. that person made him put on her clothing in, oh, in exchange. That's the way I remembered it. Yeah. But, but, and the only reason I asked for the person, I don't need to know who it is, was yeah. it's just to give credit because I think it's an amazing lesson or. Advice it, it really is. coming it really is. from a one tango dancer to another who's trying to go deeper, right? Yes. Into their dancing and find. Yeah, and it's not like it was dancers. an abusive. No, it's. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, it's very true. Like uh, when I'm going to mention a similar story I had with Horacio, mm-hmm. uh, and I never forget this because I. You know, in personality, I'm always very cheerful, too. It doesn't mean I have other, I don't have any other emotions. But when I'm around people, I'm excited and I'm usually upbeat. Uh, And he one day when we were sitting at the milonga and talking, and he just turned to me, he's like, you need to bring out the evil. Ooh. And yeah, it was sort of like a slap on the face and a big question mark at first and I was like what do you mean he's like think about it Um, so that really was a turning point I think me understanding like bringing that baggage uh, bringing different feelings and like allowing yourself to be whatever you're feeling and whoever you are which is interesting all that in because sometimes I, I feel like it's interesting that the, the, the um, that he said that you know bring out your evil because I also feel like sometimes your dancing is um, not not necessarily evil but mischievous like that there's that mm-hmm. you know, but mischievous and being impish is like having like a touch of evil. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> and, and I and yeah. I would add, yeah. I I would put out for for listeners you know to, just so that to clarify it doesn't mean that I just from speaking for myself. Um, I don't show up with my baggage and in between songs tell people that, you know, I was abused as a child. You know, I don't like dump all my crap on somebody right. at a yeah. totally inappropriate moment. I mean, when I, when I say show <laughs> up just, and you be, da- you dance with that. Yeah. Show up that. and yeah. be authentic means like go to therapy, deal with your crap and then, you know, show up with a, with a, with a, with a, a diverse 
uh, all of your your emotions intact and, and 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 on display because when you embrace somebody in an honest and authentic way and they embrace you back in that way you are naked there's no mm-hmm. you know and as tango dancers we know this we go hug people strangers in the in the in the airport if they put out their hands you know we're, we're yeah. kind of we're pretty tactile in that way and that that sense is i'm open I'm not just going to mm-hmm. give you one of those shoulder hugs with a pat on the back thing. I'm going to mm-hmm. actually embrace you with all of my everything, and you're going to know who I am in this moment. And if yeah. I try to hide, and, and if I, I try say, to hide, then I'm not going to actually arrive on my weight. And I will say this this other thing, which is that you know people can feel you when they are, uh, you know, whether you're like really there in in a you know in a real way, or if or if you're kind of you know there. For show, because I sure. remember telling Christopher a story about I danced with somebody who's very famous, um, and and I remember thinking, you know, and Christopher saying, "Well, how'd that go afterwards?" And I was like, you know, it was like I was dancing with nothing. It was like there was no there there. You know, I was trying so hard to connect to something, someone, and you know, it was really kind of like I was a sort of a showboat kind of mm. experience. Well, that's that's how I feel like. Going back to the point about the weight and what you guys, mm-hmm. what we're talking about right now is like mm-hmm. when you're going out there. So I had a similar moment with Horacio and obviously as, as you can probably take from our stories, he's been a big influence in our in our learning. Um, I was one night at La Veruta and I was having a bad night and I was hanging out with him by the bar. He was DJing and he's like, are you going to dance tonight? And I said, no, I'm not really feeling good. Like I, I'm not going to be good at dancing. And he's like, well, that's why we dance. And and I happened to like get a cabaseo a little while later, and then dance with this woman a little bit, and it happened, to, and it ended up being like a really great night. But it 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 also it started to open up my eyes to like, yeah, we're dancing because we have more to say than I can hit this beat, I can do this thing, I can try this trick, and that goes back to like being honest with your weight and your movement and and, and what you want to say, <laughs> you know, and listening to each other. Um, that's something I've always really appreciated about your guys' dancing. I feel like you guys were pioneers in a way of of I remember watching you dance social you know performing and I know you don't want to I, I I believe I remember you telling me like you don't like performing. Um but I always enjoyed watching you. I think I've seen you many Same many times, here. but I remember yeah. one time in Ann Arbor um I, I think, you guys were think... Go ahead. Yeah, I, let me finish this Yeah, yeah, go ahead finish. I was yeah. No, well there's something about the. I've always been a, in a, a a fan of nuance and subtlety, as much as I may not behave that way sometimes, um, and because it leaves me searching for a deeper meaning. And when I watch you guys dance socially, publicly, and as a performance, um, I'm always I'm I find myself watching much more deep than than I watch you know like people that sit around the train and stage and you know blah 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 uh, and they they know exactly the intent and what they want to, I'm this is not coming off very clearly uh, podcasting is ne- not necessarily my strong suit but but yes, the point is. Is, is like I've always been like really fascinated with your ability and your confidence behind it like you'll do it and you'll maybe you'll even admit like later you I I feel like we've had this conversation where you're like well I'm sure everybody was bored but you know fuck it you know blah, blah. and I'm like I don't know I thought it was I thought it was like entrancing um but 
Well, but, you know, that's you know, it's me. a very interesting thing that you said that because I feel like one of the reasons why Christopher and I tend to not be so involved, I mean, not, not tend to, we don't tend to perform is because it, we're not necessarily performing as much as we are trying to make bigger what we just are doing socially anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, what, what we mean by, a, you know, anybody who, who is, um, like, like I remember once um, doing, you know, doing a, um, there was a, there was a, there was a Portland tango festival uh, where we were doing a performance and it's probably our, our, um, not, not our, not our best dance, but you know, it was, you know, okay. And then there's a, you know, good, pretty decent demo. And afterwards we were watching it and there were like several performances that we've watched and there are different places where people are like screaming. And then I remember my kid asking me, how come when they're watching you dance, they're not screaming? Why are they crying? Why are they all crying? No, but I mean, in other words, like there was nothing we were doing in the dance that was like, oh my God, you know, look at that. And um, yeah, and but what was funny about it was that I remember also um, uh, when we were at uh, is that not Fire and Ice, but what's the one that we we went up in? in um, not the Ashland one, but the other one not that long ago, Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. And it was a, you know, a small um, festival and there were was a number of other teachers there and we had a night of performances. And I can just tell you that there was all kinds of fireworks going on with every single other um, couple. Couple, couple where it was just like, bam, 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 so impressive. And then Christopher and I, I think we were one of the first to perform actually, we just did like so very little we just got up there and we just kind of danced and i remember uh super smooth one of the guys one of the guys who had was also with the teacher and had performed this like incredibly beautifully choreographed and super amazing dance said whose whose name was also adam said oh my god i can't believe the way you guys just like went out there and just like danced boom that's it then you just Mm -hmm. you you were like so but but he meant it in a kind of like he was kind of meant it as a compliment i think um just like he couldn't it was like we hadn't done and tried to do anything more or show more stuff you know um so it was just, so, so so here this well, leads to, to an interesting thing that we see um how many how many argentine and not just argentines but how many social dancers have you seen that have become better known so it's like the, you know somebody who's just like a local local yokel dancer but with such richness in their simple little things that they do and then they become better known and maybe they travel and they go to Europe or they go to the United States or whatever and then they start to develop kind of a they, they and, and I don't mean to generalize but I, in some ways it is kind of a generalization because I do see it happen with a lot of people is that they feel like they need to come out of their bodies <laughs> they need to to do more to impress mm-hmm. And this is something yeah. that, I, out of defiance or stupidity or something, and, and I'm, of course, this is why your people are listening to this podcast and are like, Christopher and Carolyn, who? We know Carolyn, but we don't know him. I mean, I'm famous for what? For going slow? That is. You like, got a big I, butt. It's a, thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. I love you. I love you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing that. Uh, You'd have to meet him. <laughs> so how how do we st- how do we stay authentic to the dance? I, I mean, as I experienced that as as a social dancer, and to say, okay, I find I, it. Go ahead. I find it as a as a leader who's like 
because Chico and I, we don't choreograph. I mean, we've tried in the past, like little moments in in a piece, or or we've we've created a storyline for a piece, you know, but mm -hmm. not necessarily choreographed it. Right. Um, but I'll tell you that the f I relate to Caroline's Carolyn's story about like we'll do some stuff some nights when we're performing or we're demoing, and the people in the room that I really really respect will come over and be like, "Wow, that was." That was good, you know, but I didn't get any applause. We didn't get any applause during the show. Like it was like, but right. only the ones who kind of saw and know the, got the it. The nuance. And then I'm feeling in another moment in time, maybe because I generally feel obviously I feel more comfortable in certain in front of certain audiences. Um, like here at home, it took me a long time, but now I feel very comfortable in front of New York audiences. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I did not so much. Uh -huh. Smaller workshop weekends in terms of in, in, instead of festivals, you know, I feel like. I, this is why I understand like home court advantage in sports kind of because like, you know, you understand the psychology. So, but when I feel like I have to perform, yeah. I feel like I can't bring the weight. I can't arrive in my honest weight. I can't use gravity. Like all of these things yeah. we've touched on already in this we conversation. music. Yeah. I try too trying. hard. It's yeah. inauthentic. Yeah. And yeah. I get a lot of, we, maybe we get a lot more claps, but it's like, it's it the feels, easiest clap to get. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, using a gay joke or a, a racist joke. It's like the easiest way to get the audience to react, but you know it doesn't matter. It's just, you're, you're just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just yeah. feel like, and, and I also feel like I'm disrespecting Chico too, because when, because I don't feel like I'm connecting to her to create the result. I feel like right. I'm using my mind too much, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, for me, like when we talk about like what performance felt the best it's always about how we felt with each other before anything else and then if we manage to express the music together rather than just one of us or like trying to find each other during the song and this is what i've always like found which was amazing to watch you guys whenever we would travel is that you guys always seemed so together yeah and yeah, that was so like first thing always. It was in like... every little thing that you do and the little nuances you do, they might seem simple, but we know it's not because it's such detailed, subtle differences of lead mm. that like you can practice it so many times and you know that's what you're practicing on and you would fuck it up over and over again. Like, because you have to be in so much in tune, listening to one another to get it right all the time. And I've always yeah. felt like you guys have that when you perform. That has been, to me, what I Thank enjoy you. watching. Because to me, that's Thank what you. I feel if I perform. That's what I want to feel. Like, yeah. I well, feel like that... we were together. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for saying that. Um, I, I actually was going to say what's really interesting for me is that, you know, for years, when I was first learning tango, um, I think one of the things that was a really a good was really a good thing for me is for my my learning how to dance better was that I um, I didn't worry about how I looked, but only how I felt. Hmm. And so you know, for for many years, you know. I mean, still there are tons and tons and tons of, uh, of, of followers out there who are far more elegant. Uh, there's no question. And, um, but one of the things that really helped is that I was able to um, 
it, it made it easier for me to follow because I, mm. I wasn't paying attention to how I looked or how, what my line looked like. And, and so it's one of the things that as we as followers are working on um, technique, it's so funny because sometimes I say as we as followers and then other times I'm saying we as leaders um, because as you both know, well, I, you I, both I love do to do both. both. Roles. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, but as we as followers find it, you know, there's, there's, there, you know, people are always like looking at your feet and looking at your shoes and you have the beautiful communal shoes or whatever kind of beautiful shoes you have and, and, and so on and so forth. And, um, and, and I remember somebody coming to me saying, I heard you're a teacher. And I said, yes. And she said, I, um, I've, I've been dancing for, I can't remember what she said, something ridiculous, like, you know, three months, six months, a year or whatever. And, um, but I, I need to do embellishments. And um, I need to learn how to do embellishments. And I said, can you teach me? Yeah, can you teach me some embellishments? And I said, I think you're coming to the wrong teacher because I don't believe in teaching embellishments. I remember <laughs> Luciana Vajay saying to me years ago, you know, you don't you don't teach embellishments or learn embellishments so much as you just steal them. And embellishments, <laughs> you know, you always know when somebody is doing an embellishment because they know there's supposed to be an embellishment there as opposed to it comes out of the music. Mm. Yes, mm. you know, and it's just exactly. like one of those things that just you it's know, a fluid and, and it, it's, it's like it just comes out of your body. It's just mm. like another way. Of I love the ugly embellishments that we were talking at the beginning of the episode about how this Sunday we're doing a class with Marcelo and we're gonna have Pocho Inelli as the featured video, mm-hmm. and she has this way of like sickling her ankle when she exits the cross. Yeah, that. It just looks like she broke her leg, you know, yeah. and it, it's and it's always timed with like a really sad part of the bandonio. It's not yeah. just a shtick. It's like yeah. cause she likes at the crust not doing that a lot of times, too. She's a, these are videos of them in their late, probably late 70s. I'm sure they have a little bit of an idea of what they're trying to do here. Um, right. Right. <laughs> and right. but it's just such an ugly but I love it. It's like, yeah. why are we yeah. always trying to be so perfect? Like, what are we trying to express if we're only trying to do everything correctly? You know, right. we're not expressing yeah. anything. We're expressing yeah. fear. We're expressing fear. You know. Well, I think like technique gets you know misinterpreted. I think like we practice technique and we practice certain lines, not because that should always be the case, but that there should be an intention in if we're choosing to do something. Yeah. And so maybe with her foot also, she doesn't want to have an intention at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that, and if the natural way of her foot is going that way for that moment, and that's what's maybe working for us. Yeah. Uh, with someone that puts an intention to that, maybe would be able to make their feet look sad too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I think. Some people take the idea of the aesthetics so much further than like what they're trying to express, but that's because it's how it's supposed to look. Then it takes away from them being able to express yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I feel as my technique has developed over the years, it's just given me more tools to express mm-hmm. my dance. Absolutely. I'm not against mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying I don't dance yeah. always for that purpose. You know, like yeah, so, exactly. so that can't be the reason. Right. So, so I, I think about um, musicians, and I, I've been through phases in my life where if if there weren't if they weren't playing incredibly fast, I was not, I was probably was less interested. You know, I like fast music, depending on what it is. But when you go to see great musicians, you know the great ones because you know that at any moment they could blow your hair back, but they mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. there's a kind of there's a kind of a, a, ten, a tension or a restraint, yeah, because it isn't really tension. It's it's a it's like freedom from having mm-hmm. to go to the limit of what one is capable of. And you know when you see a guitarist and they're trying really hard to get every note and work it out just perfectly, and then you see somebody who's just got that in their bones and they do it in a way that you know they they you know they could melt your face, but they mm-hmm. don't. There's the freedom mm-hmm. to, and there's I, the freedom from. They make a choice yeah. and then based on I what grew they up, want to express. Sorry, Adam. I grew up with a brother who was a jazz musician, and I grew up living with jazz musicians. And we would go, and I didn't really know jazz, but they would take me out in Cleveland, Ohio, and we would go see shows and this and that. And and I remember the saxophone player of my brother's trio once said when we were watching somebody, because this guy was up there blowing his horn like motherfucking crazy. Yeah. And this, my brother's the guy Josh and my brother's trio who they played together for a long time you know at the end of the night he's like yeah that guy played way too many notes and I was like but he was so good you know and he's like that guy played more notes in one song than I'll play in a year (laughs) it's like you need to know like why and this is he didn't say this I realized this much later it's like when you know you can do everything it's like exactly know why it's why you know you don't need to you know exactly (laughs) which is which is so true of dancers as well and performers you know you see somebody who's incredible you know they've got so many skills and chops and repertoire and then they just walk and you're like oh my god take me now right here it's just like like there's something so sensual about two people walking in a synchronous way Mm -hmm. it's like what why do i need more i don't need to see uh, the 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 slit of the dress and the underwear and his hand you know muscling on her back and you know all the all the the sort of the the cliche things that happen. I mean, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I I like it, but I do find myself kind of like watching for half a song and then looking out the window. And hey, <laughs> hello. Wondering when we get to go back to social dancing, you know, or what is hello. Just, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, Marcelo hi, hi. is calling in. Marcelo, you know Christopher and Carolyn? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't know. According to the, if, <laughs> if they have a good memory of me, yes. If they have a bad memory of me, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me give you guys a, a brief introduction. Uh, Marcelo has been a good friend and a teacher of ours for a very long time, who um, comes to the states a lot from Buenos Aires, and Christopher and Carolyn. I've also been good friends and teachers of ours for a long time, so I hold you guys both in the same regard. I also would enjoy hanging up on you both just as much as the other. Um, <laughs> and also, Marcelo okay. goes and in every week, so he's always with us. Too. He's our man. That's he's right. our man in the field above. in Buenos so, Aires. So you're so you're done with us. So you, you're no 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 no. I want to no. bring up another story. But um, we're, oh, we're done with you. No, no, I'm oh, sorry. No, okay. no, no, I don't know. I'm confused now. Then I can start telling stories. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Uh, pleasure. Nice I'm from Buenos Aires. Where are you staying, guys? Encantado. In California. Ah, oh, you're in California. Ah, oh, wow, nice. And uh, hi, everybody in the chat. Nice to see you, Isa, and all the people that join. Thank I'm you, calling every way because I am I'm really bored here alone, so I want to bother somebody. <laughs> That's all right. That's why we're all here. This is our, okay, so Adam, Adam we've got nothing better you. to do than hang out with Adam and Chico on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Tell, tell your. So tell let me let me tell this story really quick. Okay. Oh my God, 
I use this in the class all the time, and it's something I learned from you guys in Toronto many years ago. You blew my fucking mind when you guys taught the difference. You said, did you know there's two crosses in tango? And I was like, these guys are idiots. There's only one cross. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they talking about? And Chico knows how much I love to teach this class. And you taught the class on the cross from parallel and the cross from cross system. You probably don't remember this so much, but I do. And I just, I love teaching the class because I think it's always like a really big light bulb for a lot of students. How in one cross, you have so many possibilities to do one thing. And in another cross, you have another, a lot of possibilities to do uh, something else. And mm -hmm. Carolyn, you brought up a lot of how much you enjoy stretching and slowing down the cross. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I believe it was in parallel system, but I don't remember. And then the big thing you guys discussed was how in parallel system you generally pause at the cross and in cross system you exit the cross. And that was just a no, big no, profound no. Now, moment now in my we, learning. Now we do that exactly opposite. God damn it. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> change is good. You gotta change it every change it up every five. Change it up. Every ten years you change it. We switch. Actually they don't cross anymore. That's the change. Yeah, yeah. No well, we crosses. do cr we cross dress though. Yeah. Okay, so, so it is like so, by the way, we Sorry. have a, a story about you, Adam, Adam. that is, is not, it's related to a tango. We, we talked about this. Is this, fright is this the frostbite story? This is, no. the, this is the Adam gets frostbite because <laughs> he's an idiot story. No, 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 no. So we're in Ann Arbor. It's butt chapping cold. It's like, you know, yeah. really, really cold. Like you can free, like well, you can well below zero. Butter. Yeah, you can freeze to death. Adam has January a light jacket. January in Michigan. January in Michigan. He has a light jacket. I mean, he's from freaking, you know, he's from the... the, the I'm from the area, Cleveland. so I you should know. understand. You, you should know. He walks out the hold door. Hold on, hold he, on. Before you try to embarrass me, let me just give you the, the... I'm leaving VJ's apartment. He's going to work. He says, hey, the Grange is that way. You can probably walk there. He points yeah. down the road. I don't realize I'm in the cornfields of Michigan. And there's next, no GPS next to a Next to a highway. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just walk this way and I'm sure I'll see this place. I'll get there. And, and then I the start walking. I'm going the wrong way and it's a, yeah, it's below, I don't know, 30 degrees outside. So I and managed you, to get you guys on the phone. And you have 10% battery, by the way. Let's, let's get back to that part. Yeah. You forgot <laughs> to charge your battery. So you have basically one or two calls left. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm in jail. <laughs> we're like, dude, go and knock on somebody's door. No, I, I'm almost no, there. I can't no, find No, no, no. He said, there are. There's no doors. There's no houses. There's no houses. I just see fields. He's freezing. So, He's yeah. We can hear his so teeth like, chattering. Okay, hold on, we're gonna get people who know where 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 you are. Because yeah. of course, who does he call? The other all, other out of towners. Who rescued you? Like VJ or something like that, <laughs> no, right? Did you? It was Pat Lederman. Pat Lederman. Okay. So, Somebody saved him, and then he shows up at the place. And his teeth are chattering, and he's just—I mean, it's like we have to get warm blankets because Adam is too skinny. I too called. Small. You called. I called people. Ramu. I called Avik. I called all the local Indian organizers, None and they the all just laughed at me. They just laughed at me. They're like, "Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine." And I'm like, "No, I'm really. I think I'm dying." And they're like, "Oh, it'll be fine." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then finally, you guys got on the phone. Some I don't know if I called you or you called me cause well, you saw because you saw my work called us. And you're like, "Dude, you gotta get the fuck off the street." Well, it's because we're parents, you know. So we're like, you know, we kind of get it. 
we're not just because we, we we know what it's like to be the parent of an ir- irresponsible child. Idiot, so. yeah. <laughs> a dipshit. We've got a dipshit kid of our own. <laughs> oh, poor Adam. Oh, and oh my God, he was like half his size that he is right now. So he had no fat in his body. Yeah, yeah I was a lot skinnier yeah. back then. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you owe your life to us. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you're on the list of people I owe my life to. Don't worry. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I really. got a lot of Christmas baskets and uh, go, go to the end of the send out every year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have a question. Does that five? Does that does that whole thing about the five questions? Do you we never that? got the questions, but we did. No, we're just telling stories. No, we love that you could tell stories about Adam and uh, embarrass him. So keep going. This has become a five stories corner tonight. No, we can ask some questions. Carol, Carol's listening. Do you want to call in, Carol? Do you have questions? You've, I think you know Carol from Montreal, right? Of course. Oh no, we don't like her. Yeah. I love Carol. Perfect. There she is. (laughs) Bing, bing, bing. Hi, bing. Hi, hi. Hey. Long time, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, <laughs> no, I kidding. have never heard the story about the Ann Arbor freezing. I no, almost that forgot. Sounds horrible. Yeah. That sounds horrible. It was yeah. very exciting. You know, Adam is, <laughs> a- Adam is very pale anyway, but you should have seen him. He was like, yeah, he, looked, he, would have been he was like blue. an ice cube. No, he, he was blue. Yeah. yeah. Was Transparent. Blue. Oh my God. Blue. There was some, definitely some blue. It there. was weird. Yeah. So we, gave him, weird. <laughs> we gave him some ice cream and a slushie, fixed him right up. Oh no! Oh. So you, you Carol, know because this freeze that is not so cold that in, in Montreal. So thirty degrees is okay. Yeah, so yeah. Well, well, we go Celsius here. You do Celsius. I yeah, know. Carol, so much it's about zero. Is what zero, he's yeah. talking about. Zero is nothing. Montreal is like summertime. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, it is like thirty-four Celsius right now. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Hot. Yeah, yeah it's, getting, it's uh it's getting it's pretty close to that here too it's really yeah. hot in new york wow yeah, it's, maybe it's not right now because it's you know yeah, it's evening. but yeah but the humidity has been like 90 percent. i know it's been horrible <laughs> that's brutal <laughs> why don't you guys come to visit new york from san francisco guys be, be, oh yeah be, we'll be, jump right on a plane yeah. because we, we love to mm-hmm. this is a good time to fly i've heard yeah. exactly <laughs> Yeah. As Devin Nunez says, it's a good time to dine out and fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get the, hosted in other people's homes. Yeah, they put the die back in dine. <laughs> oh. 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 So I, I, There's I just, the Christopher, I, I remember. Wanna, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want I mean, I don't want to necessarily have to answer them, but what were the five questions? I <laughs> yeah, I oh. was wondering, like, if I fell asleep okay, or something. Okay, was okay, there okay, okay. question? All right, no, there's been none yet. Adam, I've been are you going to Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I love, I've been the loving answers. the conversation. Well, the five questions change every week, and, and I used to ask one question every week, but Carol, who happens to be on the ruined it. totally destroyed it with her disgusting fucking story. So you know what? I'm going to ask the same question, because if, if you guys can tell a more a good story. disgusting story... <laughs> then uh, I'm gonna pass the mantle to you. But the I, I question said is, one swear word the whole time. By the way, I didn't swear. I didn't swear that. No. Oh no, it wasn't disgusting language. It was a disgusting story. The question is, 
<laughs> what is the weirdest scar you have and how did you get it? And I will just tell you, if you listen back to the show like two or three weeks ago when Carol was our guest of honor and you want to hear her answer, it is pretty goddamn disgusting. So for disgusting? <laughs> it's not disgusting. It's just a lot of it's detail. It's <laughs> Marcelo, how many times did you pass out during that story? A couple times. Like three, four times. I was. I don't remember much. I remember just as passing out. And... He ran out of, yeah, he ran out of, uh, what is that, sea salt, whatever the fuck you put under your nose. Epsom salt. Well, so, my, Christopher and my Carolyn. worst, I want to say my worst scars are internal. I don't know if, I don't know if I can. Oh, oh no. 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 I know. Okay, that was cheap. That was cheap. That was just too easy. Um, yeah, and Christopher caused all of them. Um, <clears throat> um, by the way, I just, by the way, before I say anything else or anybody says anything else, I just have to tell you, you know how you were teasing Christopher about like, oh, you can't get your, you don't seem to be able to get the technology, you know, it's, we've got this problem, blah, blah, blah. I wish you could see how we were, in fact, I will send you a picture later on because, um, we are sitting crunched up next to one another and I have one earbud in my, one of the earbuds in my ear, and he has the other one in my <laughs> earbud, and we're using, one we're, phone. Just, we're just sharing one phone. One I phone. was wondering about this, because you guys were on two separate lines, and now you disappeared, so I'm like, oh, yeah. I think they're sharing the earbuds. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. very sound, romantic. I'm glad we can so bring much. you guys together. Yeah, so we want to keep romantic. going for two more hours. Are you guys going to be okay? <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, oh, no problem. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, just so you know, our dog is looking at us and complaining. She's yeah, our going, dog oh, is like, feed me, you uh-oh. fuckers. Yeah. Uh-oh. Now you have to move together. Exactly. I don't think I want to talk about any of my scars. She doesn't want I've, to got, say... I've got a lot of scars, actually. Okay, I won't, I won't tell you a scar. I mean, I, you I, can, I, tell I can't. Talk about this one. No, I have a better one. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> because, just because... I'm sure it's not as good as mine. I'm, I, I'm sure. No, no, I don't want to pass out with again. Please, no, no, please keep no, it, I, keep it PG. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry, Marcelo. It's been nice knowing you. Um, <laughs> Christopher's so, uh, gonna have some nasty ones. You're a carpenter, ago, aren't you? Years? No, no, no. It's not that. It's even better than that. Years ago, I had something uh, done, a little procedure. See, see, see. It's going to be similar. And it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was on my, it was on my little peepee. What? Oh, okay. That's worse. That's worse. I just pass out again. No, no, here, here we go. Here's the best part. So the guy goes down there, and I hear some full-on sizzling, and I smell sizzled dick meat. I'm like, I hope that is not my penis. I hope it's yours, because there's a problem here. So luckily, no scar. He was good, but you know, there it is. There's the story. I don't I can't even believe you told that. How did this involve a scar? I can't believe you guys invited him on the show. What were you? How thinking? did the sizzle thing happen? Can we? I'm, so I, I, I'm sorry. I'm writing a haiku, and I only have the first two lines. I need the third line. Sizzle dick meat. I hope that is not my penis. What's the last line? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Something about it's going it's it has to end. That's why I dance so slow. Oh! <laughs> I should just write. Maybe the last line should be, "Please forgive me." I don't know. I, I just googled that story. That's actually not my story. Oh, okay. Actually, it's, good, it's good actually to be real, it's my story. Oh. Wow! Wow! 
It just got interesting. Stealing my peepee. So, so actually, my friends later called me peepee le sizzle. That was my French name. <laughs> oh my God, talk about the <laughs> That's just wrong on way too many levels. It's, but, you know. it's so good. Those are, those are good friends right there. Do you notice that the only ones smiling and laughing are the ladies? That the, we guys are not the. No, exactly. Well, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Does that make me a lady? Thank you, Marcelo. That's funny. That's good. Yeah, we're well, Adam, laughing. you don't have a penis. That's why. It's Ooh, funny okay. as hell. <laughs> Your dick got barbecued. <laughs> Serves you right. Okay. Well, you can't top this. No, Five questions. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> I was going to say, I... I I so I want to just pass out. Oh, yeah, thank you, Marcelo. Wake up, wake up. What were you gonna say, Chico? I want to know, since you love leading and following, and you do both a lot, what determines you to pick one or the other during the night? Well, I'm so glad that you asked That's that, a great Chico, question. because first of all, it allows us to change, to pivot to something a little more palatable to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about your penis, uh, so I wanted to bring yes, up your meeting. Yeah, so yeah, let's, let's Show us your wee-wee. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I really actually, it's an interesting question, and um, part of it has to do with when I walk into a room... It's like what the music, what what music is playing, and who I see mm -hmm. to dance with. Oh yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. just like yeah, I, I see you know. And then there are some times when I am uh, there's certain certain kinds of music where I I'll you know like I'll see somebody and I'll be I'll be like oh my god I this is I could do some I can imagine doing some really beautiful interpretive stuff you know following that leader <clears throat> and then hmm. there are the times when i'll just see you know some fabulous follower and i'll just i'll just feel it in my bones like i really want to lead this like I'm, I'm i'm feeling it i'm feeling it and then i see this person that i you know who's who's a lovely follower and i think that's who i want to dance with and and then that that that's what determines it there are there are, I, I, and I she's the cabaseo queen by the way she manages to get all this stuff non-verbally it just kills me well, I do sometimes just go up to somebody and go, hey, let's go. <laughs> but, but, but that's that's usually because... But that's only strangers in Argentina. You're right. No, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's usually because I've, you know, there's, there's sort of some sort of, you know, Previous relationship yeah. that I've developed with that yeah. person yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, but I do love to... Um, to, to do the Capaseo for sure. It's just a lot of fun. And, and, and Carolyn is, I think, one of the most masterful things about her is, I mean, first of all, she's been leading in milongas all over the world for 20 odd years, 20 many years. <clears throat> so she's not like, uh, oh, I'm just learning to lead and whatever. I mean, she's really good leader skilled. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. going to be one of the, 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 the top at least 50 or 60 in the room. <laughs> I just made up a number, but anyway, I had a practica um, with like I'm twelve just, people. I'm just being a jerk, yeah. Um, but, that uh, was no, like... but what she does is she can dance uh, like something sublime with a leader, and then a, a cabaseo comes, and then another song, you know, another tanda starts, and she'll turn around and bust a move as a leader, uh, dancing milonga with somebody. And so that's not she, easy. She, 
it's not easy to that make that dynamic switch. That switch is not switch. easy. Yeah, no, and she's like so masterful at it. It's just incredible. Yeah, and I've mind. seen her do that, like yeah. in so many milongas we've been to, and that's why I wanted to ask that because I find sometimes that switch to be really difficult. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, and it used to be that I would be more. Um, do more of like I'd, I'd start off Change the dance shoes. yeah I'd do this thing where like I'd start off the milonga and I'd follow and then at a certain point I would change my shoes and then I would start leading and mm-hmm. um and 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 then half the women that I wanted to dance with or or, or men but usually it's, it's it's women um that I wanted to dance with would be gone and I'd be like damn it and then I finally realized that that wasn't serving me very well. Good, so yeah. I, what I started doing is I just started wearing shoes where I could just switch back and forth between the two. Um, and um, and then whenever, you know, because the, the, what I find is this. Sometimes I really, really want to lead. Um, I want to interpret the music that I, the way that I want. And then I get bored with myself. And mm. then I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I know I, that feeling. Now I want to, yeah, now I want to, and, and this happens to every leader. Let's, let's be, let's be real. You yeah. know, every leader experiences this. And this is why a lot of leaders start feeling like they have to do more stuff because right. they're like, oh my God, I'm so bored with myself. And then, and then I start following and to get inspired, you know, I'd like to like get some more ideas about things. And then I'm like, okay, all right, I'm tired of doing what somebody else wants, you know, like going places where somebody else wants to put me places. And I, I want to, I want to do things the way I want to do again. And, and by ideas, I think Carolyn does not mean steps. She means musical ideas. Like, yeah, of like course. N- like, nuances and feelings and, yeah. and the qualities of changing weight. There are so many good leaders that I have, have, have like gotten a feel from like a certain way of doing things and I'm like oh, I love that way. I like that and then there's yeah. some followers that I'm like oh my god I'm so inspired by the way this person is you know feels and the way you know they're moving and the way they're you know what I mean so it's like it's a really uh-huh. interesting that's way of well that's such a dance. yeah sorry Chico go ahead I found myself at times when I'm experiencing that like oh my god I'm so bored with my leading I'll look up to who else is dancing on the floor with me at that moment as a leader mm-hmm. that I love dancing with mm-hmm. that would inspire me and I watch what they're doing as I'm leading. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really, that's really interesting that you say that, Chico, because nice. I find that one of the things that I find that is a really big difference between leading and following is that as a follower, I am much more sort of... Um, uh, it's almost like I've got, the, I've got these those blinders on where all I can really focus on is the leader and the, yeah. and the music. Right here, right, right? now. Right? Uh-huh. And, and when I, which is very different when I'm a leader, I find myself dancing with my partner and every and the music and everyone around me. Much more and, conscious mm-hmm. of like the whole mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And, and people ask us, you know, how, how do you do that? How do you, and so what we teach, and here's the tidbit, this is the whole thing right here. If as a leader, if you use your peripheral vision and you look at everybody else, at the other leaders with your peripheral vision, don't look directly at them, but then like put them in that in that side space where you know they're there, but you can't exactly see what they're doing. You can only kind of get a feeling, the gestalt of what they're doing. That's powerful. Then everyone starts Mm -hmm. doing like the music. Asks for an ocho cortado, and all of a sudden, like three leaders in a row and three couples in a row will do an ocho cortado, like in sync, for mm-hmm. no reason. 
because it's just it's just like the music and the and the sense of energy just draws that. And James James uh, Friedgen actually years ago he said, I knew that I was a badass DJ when we were I, I was DJing and there were three of you and you were all in a row you and Alex and Dan Bocha or somebody or Felipe or whoever it was. And he says all of you did an ocho portado at exactly the same time and I was like triumph. I am awesome. You know, that's what James <laughs> said to himself because, because it was the perfect moment and the perfect tanda and the perfect energy. And he was absolutely right. We were all transported to do something that we had no control over. And it happened to be in unison, like some sort of weird synchronized ballet. So that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I never leave something like that. <laughs> it's peripheral Very interesting. vision, you know, use your peripheral vision and just trust that, you know, amazing so interesting it's so well, I saw for for my sensation as a mm. uh, I, I don't know if you guys felt that and generally I feel it not no many places but there is some moment in the night where when you go to the dance floor and actually you feel the sensation they are dancing with the with the with the heartbeat of the dancing crowd yes and that is so mm. intense so powerful yes so yeah. intense and it's a, it's maybe that's this is something maybe that you're referring to uh, uh, uh what i understand right what i yeah. what i understand as a sensation sure. that the the moment that i come in and it happened for uh, here in Buenos Aires, happened a, a ton of times in in uh, especially in el beso or sometimes in and canning when it's really full yeah. and there is something in that night for any reason no i don't i cannot put words on it yeah. that the, yeah. the the dance floor itself has a it's a living thing yeah. and it's so in, interesting that that the as a as a leader and i guess as a follower too but as a leader i feel that in order to belong to that being uh, it's as well surrendered my own uh, expectation and trust in that uh, group uh, mood or or, earn or sensation. Yes, uh, it's a kind of ritual thing, and it's explaining uh, another another field as well. I don't know if you hear about the uh, rave parties. They they describe that the same sensation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because it's it's actually a great that's a great description. Um, and I remember many years ago, um, <clears throat> somebody I had been doing some some work with, non-tango related work, I'd been doing some work with, I found out that he and his wife were going to Argentina and I said, oh, do you guys know how to dance you know, tango or are you thinking about taking any lessons? And it, just a long story short is that, that I, I offered to give him like six private lessons, him and his, he and his wife. <clears throat> so he came to, he and his wife came to me and they were, they knew nothing about dancing. They do, they knew nothing. And I, and for six one hour lessons, I taught them nothing. Like basically I explained what the, I explained what the milonga was like. I basically talked about walking and, um, and, and the, the music and listening to the music. And so then they, so they said, so they went off to, to Argentina, they were meeting their kids there and they went went off and they came back and um, he invited me to lunch and I said, so how did it go? And he said, well, I have to tell you, he said, I got there and I wasn't feeling that well. I was feeling like I got to Buenos Aires. It was my wife and my, my kids and 
<clears throat> we went to this, you know, uh, some outdoor cafe, and there was some couple that was performing, and and they did a performance, and they started pulling people in that who were, you know, in the cafe to dance with them. And this woman grabbed me, and I couldn't do anything, and I felt so stupid. And I was like, "What did Carolyn teach me? It was terrible." And <clears throat> so then, her. then I went to, you know, El, they went to El Beso, and um, and they were just sitting there. That the four they got on the table, the four four of them were all sitting together. That you know, the couple and their kids. And he said, and I was really not feeling very good about this whole thing at all. I was, at, you know, had this cold, and the place and was packed. The place is packed, and I'm just thinking, I'm just not, just not feeling like I can do this. And then my wife says, "Let, come on, let's just go, let's just go dance." And the kids are like, "Yeah, yeah, come on, mom, dad, let's show us what you're doing." <clears throat> so then they, they show, show us what you learned. So they get up there, and they start moving, and they said, Carolyn. He said, he said, Carolyn, I cannot tell you. He said, all those times that I was in your living room and you were talking about the Ronda and the, like what it was going to feel like, he said, and suddenly I got it. I, the <laughs> music was la much louder and I could hear it. It was like in my bones. And me and my yeah. wife and I were moving together like we were all like one giant amoeba in, with the rest <laughs> of the I love that. Like a giant, giant amoeba. <laughs> and he said, and I came back to the table and my, my kid said, Mom, Dad, you were great. You guys were like in the top sixty percent of the people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is the, per like, the awesome. perfect place to be, the top sixty percent. You know? I mean, like, and then they finally like they felt what it was supposed to be like. Yeah. And, of, and of course, a lot of the people in the room were their age as well. You know, they were in, yeah. they were amongst their peers. They felt they felt welcome. Yeah. They felt you know like they somehow they, they felt in, part of know, it. Was like, and it was you know I went to the one of the. I went to one of the coolest beginner classes with Tomas Holland. He was another big, big influence in my mm -hmm. learning, mm -hmm. along yeah. with so many people. I mean, so many people. But yeah. And it was a festival many years ago that Anne Sophie was putting on, and she had Chicho and Mariana Dragone together, and um, oh, Pablo Verón was, was there. I... No. Yeah, Carol, were you there? I don't know. Mm, Verón was Pablo there. Pablo Verón was there. there at this no, I was there well, once when Chicho and Mariana were there, though. Maybe I'm mixing up festivals. But anywho, okay. I went to Tomas's beginner class just because I love Tomas. And I was like, I just, I've, I'm so always so curious to see how really, really well-established teachers, fascinating teachers teach beginners, you know, because anybody can teach Same advanced dancers here. and, yes. you know. Yeah. And it was such a fascinating class because he just taught the women, the followers, how to mm -hmm. take control of the milonga. That was the whole class. It was like... Mm -hmm. This is how it works in our in in where I'm from in Buenos Aires and from certain other places in the world. But in you know he he kept saying like here in the U.S. women are too desperate to dance and they give everything up right away and they have no power. Yeah, I mean he just kept reinforcing. It was like an hour and a half class and it was all about how you did not look at anybody and you did not accept the, the capaseo. You yep. establish like your space and your rules and your. Yep. You have to play the game a little bit to understand, yeah. to make other people understand. Like, you want to dance with me? Well, you, you know, this it. is how it works. And it, yeah. it was so wow. It was like, yeah, this is a real, you know, this. And if you weren't there as a brand new dancer and you're learning, you're trying to learn how to dance the tango or whatever you want to call it, you might walk out of there and be like, I don't know what the fuck this guy was talking. <laughs> he's so but, right. He's so right on the money. But it was so interesting, you know, and it was similar. I needed that your, lesson years your ago. Story, your story reminded me of something similar. It's like you're, 
put people in the context of the milonga that they're going to be at. Don't put people in the context of, oh, we're going to teach you a pattern because, you know, that's... You're not going to be able what, to use it. We're not... Yeah. Well, because we can't think of anything else to offer you or whatever the other reason is, you know. Yeah. Um, or because we need, we, your need story. You come, we need you to come back next week and pay more money. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, and I was yeah. going to say, you talked about a beginner, le- going to see, watch what the beginner lesson was. I remember... I remember we met up with a, with with Alex Krebs at a, some some place where we were both teaching at a some festival or other, and I remember Alex Krebs saying, you know, the 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 beginners sign up for the intermediate classes and the intermediates sign up for the advanced classes and all the advanced people know that the best stuff is happening in the beginners classes. Like, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's like in ballet. And every. If you're if you're a ballet student, the beginners study with the the, the highest level teachers. You you have to learn how to do it right at you know exactly. at the beginning, because if you have bad habits, you're never gonna you know you never grow. So, and I think tango in some ways is kind of like oh well you know that person has six months so they can teach the beginners. And in some communities, right. I understand if you have if the if the lead teacher has a year and a half of of you know. Of, of, uh, experience, then yes, obviously you you're going to share the share the duties, but it's really amazing when you see, and this is happening more and more, you know, like in the last, so say ten or fifteen years, where beginners are able to a study with really great teachers on a regular basis, and b they're able to go to milongas and be welcomed or not welcomed. They have to struggle in a very rich and mature environment. And I remember when I started, we were a bunch of yahoos. I mean, we were just, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we were having a great time. And then we went to Argentina mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my God, we have so much to learn. You know, we have like, we can mm-hmm. change our whole, our whole understanding of ourselves as people, as well as the community, because we now have a, a little tiny bit greater sense of what's possible. You know what's interesting on a on a related note, but a totally different sort of topic is, um, in the U.S. soccer, they've they've started hiring. Who's moving? Who's making Carol, all the noise? Carol. Sorry, there's like fireworks here. I'm not sure why. Oh shit. <laughs> shit. Um, Maybe you want to? Should I go off? No, you can I don't want yourself you. though when you want to. Oh, I can just. Yes, yes, because Adam will kick me out. So better somebody go. How do I just by pressing the red hang up thing? Is that how I go? Yeah, Yeah, you will see the option there. You can still, you'll still be able to hear. You just won't uh, be talking. You can always call back. Yeah, there we go. So quiet. So so cute. No, because um, after I just thank you. I learned a couple, maybe like eight years ago, like after the one of the later World Cups that the U.S. has decided to start hiring all of the best players and international coaches from around the world to teach like at like elementary schools and high schools. Right. So that we can get our soccer up to the level in the next, you know, probably not for the next 20, 30 years um, because they realized you can't hire, you know, what's his name? Bor- Jür- Jür- Jürgen, uh, the, the previous coach we had for like the men's world team. Um, you can't Klishman. hire these amazing coaches to, to, to coach these guys that don't know how to play soccer in their in their mid twenties because so, they so were never taught right, you know. Adam, Adam, we're <laughs> never going to win the World Cup until we learn how to call it football. 
As well, long as it's, I'm, as I'm long speaking, as it's soccer, we yeah. will never win. Just so Correct. You know. I, I, I almost cry in this mo- exact moment. I almost cry. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Did you pass out again, Marcelo? Yes, emotionally in this case. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, we, we, have to, we have to go. So should we go first or do you want to hang up on us? So soon? So soon? Well, well, we're, <laughs> they're stuck together. We're, we're, no, we're, we're, we're you're stuck probably. Together. We're also like well, you're no, probably the longest guest we've ever had on the show. Really? <laughs> not after my true? not after my sizzle story. I'm not. No, no, we've fed. <laughs> like... Oh, oh, that's no. So it was. It's been no. It's been great. It's been great. It's, it's yeah, so yeah, much yeah, fun yeah. to talk to you guys. And we only yeah. asked two questions, guys. <laughs> as <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> You have to have us back on in a couple of weeks to ask questions three, four, and five. Yeah. I okay. Well, we'll ask three and four, and then we'll have you even later for number five. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to know what they are. I'm yeah. so curious. Yeah, we well, actually, they come out as we're speaking to you. It's not like yeah. we prepare the questions necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's we're inspired sweet. by the conversation. Got it. <laughs> Thank you but so yeah, much. But yeah, we understand you've been tethered together for 20, I mean, for the 20 minutes and... You have other guests years. and other friends. We don't want to hog up your, you know, your space. And you know. our dog is dying. wants to kill us. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally understand. Well, one of you go feed dog. your dog and come back. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Feed the dog come back. We're actually going <laughs> to go for a walk. We're going to take her up the hill. Yeah. Uh, Good nice. idea. It's perfect yeah. time I miss there. you guys so much. We miss you Thank you so much for joining us. It's been... So amazing. I love you guys you. too. Yeah, yeah. And Take care. Nice to meet you guys. Yes. Yeah, wonderful to meet you. Carol, we love you. Have fun with your fireworks. Ciao, ciao. Don't let them burn. Ciao. Out. Good night. Good night, you guys. Night, guys. Good night. Ciao, Bye, ciao. guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us. You... I'm still jealous you guys caught up with Adam Moore the other day. No, it was a Aww. spur of the moment. <laughs> Carol, I, I actually have the whole, you know, the sound record, the sound checks are recorded as well and i saved it because carolyn just got on the phone and she just started asking me all these questions i was like you know this isn't the actual show by the way and she's like yeah but i haven't <laughs> talked to you in so long and you know how are you doing and what's going on with tango and you know what's going on with corona and blah blah and, and we just chatted for and, and christopher couldn't get on the phone because he's retarded so it was just carolyn and i talking for like the <laughs> half an hour it was great <laughs> Well, I was like looking forward to that catch-up time too today, but then we immediately got into deep tank conversations. Then they started oh. asking me questions. Oh, poor Chico. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, I'm I know. Saying. I know. I just really missed them. It was great. So, Carol, what was going on at the studio today? Or was that today with uh, Pablo and um, Chantal? Oh. Uh, yeah, we were uh, making, um, or they were, because Chantal, she's like a good actress and everything. So they were making a, a little video of like, if we, if we open for like a technique class or something like that, it was like instructions, like, you know, when you'll have to follow the arrows up the stairs and then stop to stay two meters away from the other person. And if we haven't decided if we're actually going to really did I tell you guys this that they've made it like they were allowed to open? Uh, wow! No, really? Well, you're not allowed to dance tango, but they're they've allowed dance schools to open. Oh wow! That's, that's wonderful. Well, yeah, I'm a bit nervous about it, but we um we've been doing tests, and um 
we opened all the windows and we opened the hallway between the two rooms and then opened all the windows on the other side. So it is possible to, to keep the air moving a lot and have a breeze and and I think maybe that would be... And you're still staying in masks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm a bit, I'm, you know, nervous about it. But yeah, for sure. You know, the numbers are quite low here now. And so a lot of the people are saying, well, you know, maybe we should do something for the months while we can kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because it's mm -hmm. going to get cold soon. Yeah. So we were thinking maybe we would open like a small technique class and maybe a guided practice with like five couples. Like the rule to dance together here is you have to be living in the same house, right? So we could maybe do that, but it, it would have to be like really, really controlled. We've, we've marked the floor and made um, squares that are two meters by two meters mm -hmm. and with a meter in between on each side of the square. So nice. Yeah. I, I think with masks and if the air is moving, it's okay. Maybe I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous about it though. Well, start with maybe allowing a certain number. So you yeah. have like the more you control your environment, the more you're reducing certain risks. And it's, I think, understandable by everyone that you start putting more rules to start. Oh, yeah. with, and everybody's going to respect that you start slow and careful. Yeah, I think, honestly, it could be that we start slow and careful and then a month down the road everybody has to close because this period of things being okay i don't think it can last no it can't last because we don't have a vaccine but the point is no. that we need to keep it consistently in check and that's the problem yeah. we're having here in the united states is like mm -hmm. we shut down for a couple of weeks and then everybody was like i mean not not i don't think in new york city so much or in new york state even but um, people like were like, oh, we, uh, we shut down and the numbers are low, so let's just forget that this exists. Yeah, and of exactly. course, now we're seeing the results, but if, you know... Yeah. But then guys, yeah, it look happened, at, it happen look at what Texas... Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, just look at in the chat. Like, Texas are holding salsa social dancing. It's crazy. Really? Dude. What? Yeah. Yes. See, That's it happened, what Eleanor um, was just saying. It happened a few days ago that um, in one of the suburbs of Montreal that some, like, I don't know if it's a teenager or a, young, a younger person had a party that they supposedly invited 10 people, but then 80 people showed up, and it turned out that one person did have the virus, and so then a bunch of people caught it, and without knowing, they all went to a club the next can you believe they've got bars open here i, I just can't believe it it's like they're freaking crazy and uh so yeah we deserve extinction so it just seems like i don't know the government here in this province is not um i don't know it, i don't think it makes sense I, I i don't understand at all i mean i understand like we have lower numbers than you guys do but there are other regions in Canada that have far lower numbers than we do, and they're not allowed to open gyms and dance schools yet. I don't really, and, and 
I, I resent it in a way that they said we can open because then it falls on us to make the decision. I, I just wish that we, we weren't allowed yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it makes yeah, sense. Okay. I think as organizers and as teachers, like people running events, we're going to feel more freaked out to yeah. like, because you're going to be we, in it every time it runs, but other people can hop in and up out. You're going to be there the whole time it's happening. And you're mm -hmm. going to feel more responsible because it's your event and something you're running. I think also we're, we're, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be taking on the burden like Chico said, any all the time because we're the ones running it. So, you know, either we put the foot down and say no, or we put the foot down and say, okay, you can do this in these two meter squares, and we're yeah. just going to do technique. And and I and I ultimately think I when you brought this up, my first reaction was, I think it'll be really nice for people, even if they're not dancing tango, to be in a space, dancing, moving together, seeing friends in person at yeah. a safe distance and at least establishing a routine of doing this in a healthy way because mm -hmm. right now as as Margaret wrote like at least in the US we have no leadership and not a lot of leadership and if we can like sort of cultivate at least with our within our own little bubbles like a, a ritual or a routine of how we can come together responsibly and hang out then we can sort of live with this a little longer and be like okay yeah, I can go to my dance class once a week or my my aerial yoga or whatever and keep these mm -hmm. boundaries, but I don't yeah, have to be confined learned, in my home all the time yeah. and, and be terrified of, of something, you know, we, we just need to learn how to manage this because until yeah. we can cure it, until we can cure it, we have to learn how to manage it, that's all. Yeah, and also, Karen, sorry. No, go ahead, sorry. Now, I, f I feel the same, like when New York was like deciding if they're going to open up indoor dining and stuff, I'm like, oh my God, this is a step closer to where we want to head to. Like it means we might be coming up next, but I was feeling like it's not By time. we, you mean New Jersey, right? No, I think she means No, dance. New York and like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, dance. okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just trying to clarify. So, and uh, yeah, no, I meant dance. I understand what you uh, anyway. I understood. So I was like, I want to be happy we're getting there, but I didn't feel happy because I felt more worried than because I felt it's not time yet. But I also feel like the slowly we start, we're also going to feel if things aren't getting worse, we're also going to get more comfortable in it. And like Adam said, we're going to be managing this situation instead of like being stuck at home because the longer we're sure. here the more of that feels scary sure the, the thing is is here there's such a lot of contrary kind of stuff like um they still haven't made it obligatory to wear masks even in public transit here wow wow so they came out with a wow. rule or law saying Okay, it, masks will be obligatory, but not until July 13th. And then July 13th, there'll still be two weeks where they won't give tickets. Car and it's like, Car what? Carol, is that only in Quebec or is that Canada all over? No, that's only in Quebec. Okay, because I've been seeing some posts from certain people in Toronto who are well, like... Well, Toronto, they have to wear the masks. Oh, no wonder the they're posting this whatever so weird stuff they're posting. So you can't get ticketed in New York either, right? 
Like we don't, don't have tickets. They, they well, we tickets. are not allowed to go into shops without a mask. I don't okay. know if it's exactly a law, but you, but... you don't get ticketed, as far as I know. And this was the problem, like with well, the mayor of Montreal. The mayor of Montreal announced yesterday that starting July 26th or July 27th. Uh, they would like to make it mandatory that everybody have to wear masks inside public places, right? But it's mm -hmm. like nobody understands. Like it would just seem a lot more uh, concrete if they said starting tomorrow, you know? Because you, these anti-mask yeah. people are gaining momentum because the government, I feel, is not being clear enough. You know, in the beginning it was you don't need masks, you know, that whole thing about, oh, there's not enough masks, so they didn't want everybody wearing masks. And then right, right, it right, took right. them a long time, uh, even, you know, federally to come out and go like, yeah, actually masks are good at protecting everybody else. And But in Canada, each province uh, has jurisdiction over transport, healthcare, lots of things. So it's that's why it's happening in different places at different times. Yeah, same here. Oh, my God. I feel that I'm, I, I'm in Switzerland or oh, in Switzerland, I don't know. Here it's mandatory and everybody's with a mask and there is no complaining. There is a bunch of people, like, I don't know, one third that they're saying that, uh, no, the mask is not allowed, it's, it's again my right. But it's the same people that they are saying that the, the earth is plan, is, is flat, plain, yeah. flat, flat. flat yeah. So it's, you say, oh, okay, this is more clear. And I, I am really impressed. I'm to hear that we are doing okay here. <laughs> I was actually going to say yesterday, because I saw, like I mentioned before, I saw some posts about this conspiracy theories uh, coming out of Toronto. And I didn't oh, realize... Oh, I think I, I know didn't you, realize who you might were... be referring to. Well, let's too. not name names or anything. No, but I, I won't, I, but I, I, I think... Realize... But... But Robin realize... Thomas sent me a message like, what the hell with so-and-so? Like, yeah, Check in my I... Facebook right so what's going on? That, Fill us in because I well, don't know me, what you guys are talking me, about. Let me let me finish talking. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, All of you were talking together. When too. I when I saw the the article, it wasn't an article. It was like a, a, a fucking blog that was reposted. I thought they reposted something that was written by somebody from the states, because it was just like point for point, like everything like a Trump supporter would say, you know. And then I looked into it and I was like, wow, in Canada, they're looking, they're just as fucking weird as we are. Well, <laughs> I think there's, shit, you know, there you know? there are those kind of people everywhere. It's, uh, but they I were think... blaming the government for taking, making Corona. They were saying like Corona was made by the government. And I'm like, okay, Which we have the same argument. Well, that was what I was saying. I was like, wait a minute. We, we, that's our, wait, are you saying it's not our government now? You're saying Canada made? No, we made it, motherfuckers. Like, now I'm getting defensive, like, listen, No, but you know, we all have, somebody's going to make this shit, it's America. We all have access to the same <laughs> stuff on the internet and social media. So the, you know, the people who, who want to latch on to those ideas, I think, it, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I have a theory that, but no, what I'm saying is that this person was a Canadian who was writing this about the Canadian oh, government. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Hands down. Oh, wow. And, and she went point by point by point by point. Um, mind control and cultism. It was just obnoxious. And I'm just going back to what you were saying before about how 
some of the things you're bringing up, it sounds, and then Marcella was saying like, well, they're not doing too bad down there because of what we're talking about. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's all, like Chico said, it's all, we all have our conspiracy theorists and we all think our government's making it, your government's, somebody else's government's making it. And it's just like, dude, this is getting absurd. Just wear a fucking mask and stop spreading I it. Just be, yeah, yeah. you should. If, if, I, I don't know. I would love that you learn Spanish because when there was a demonstration like uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago here about the people going to the, to you know that we love demonstration and we have a demonstration about people who saying that the mask is, is, is against the law and they are controlling and, and the newspaper, the news went to do an interview to them, right? And asking them why they're thinking that from come then the theory and it was hilarious it was like a yes because they uh, because we are with trump and we want uh, because we want him to rule the uh, the country the world another saying that no the flat uh, the earth is flat and that is somebody what? the illuminati wanted to create this virus to control <laughs> the mind and they were no and they start to fight each other it was hilarious it was wow like a, it was wow. so fucked up this is what I don't understand. This is to me like being in a war. Imagine we were experiencing war and it would be way worse than this. We're, ex we're living some sort of a war in my mind. Like the whole world is fighting this thing and all we need to do is wear a fucking mask to go outside. Don't question it. Don't say it's not your right to tell me that. Like just fucking do it. If you were in war, you'd be going through the same sort of economic problems. You wouldn't have food on your table. And you wouldn't be chatting with friends online. Well, you know, it taking... also goes to show you, Chico, it also goes to show us how much of these stories we've heard about the way people came together during World War II and, uh, and all this shit. It was probably just a fucking story to create pride to believe in your fucking country because I'm sure during those times you know when when we were talking about this recently Sharon and I was like you know during the bombing of London when everybody had to like turn their lights off and live in darkness for how I don't know how many weeks and then do you think there were people there that were like I want to turn my lights on and we all think like how could they this is like you know we're going through war but i i will tell you there were probably a ton of people who were like you know what fuck this shit i'm going to turn my lights on but it, we go back in this like you know this rose this what's the word i'm looking for uh this like rose colored mirror like oh no back then we all came together and we were together as a nation and we did this shit and it's like now if we're not doing it now we never did it before and it doesn't matter if it was a war or a virus or whatever like we're all a bunch I, of fucking. We're all a bunch of fucking idiots who are just. I like, totally agree with you. Out. There is a story. There is a story here in Argentina uh, that I, something that I can tell because, uh, and it's similar to what happened in Nazi Germany, that in Argentina here, uh, in South America itself, like Bolivia, all the in the seventies was the government uh, was a military government and the middle the state was going around and killing people. The there was there were a group of people that didn't believe that they saying that this is a story is the media is this they are trying to control they go the militaries are here just to to make good for the country and I didn't believe that these people they were actually killing people and and when I was reading that I was thinking wow this is just in South America 
at the same time, when when you when I was in Germany, they told me the same. Many Germans they didn't really believe that they were doing such a horrible things. And so this I is totally happening got... right now and here in this country. It's like yeah. 130 something thousand people are dying from COVID and we have so many Americans who are like, not my problem. I don't care. I don't think it's real. It's like, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody who's died, who's died from COVID? And it's like, well, wow. um, so I read somewhere and I think it, it, I think it makes sense is that there always have been people who, you know, don't believe uh, or that they believe the government is evil or this or that, or there's always been people who have crazy stories. But, you know, up until relatively recently in history, you'd get some drunk guy in a tavern telling his stories and everybody would just turn around and tell him to shut up. But now, like, it blasts all over the Internet and these people all Mm -hmm. find each other. They find each other. Yeah, exactly. So they're building and they hear more and more, oh, I read here, I saw this, I heard this guy, this interview, this doctor, whatever, and they just build their own reality. And, I mean, I don't know psychologically what it's based in, but I remember in, in... in school when we were doing film studies at one point we were we studied horror films and the biggest fear was the fear of oneself and the fear of the other and i think for some people it's maybe just easier to think that there could be an evil person or you know like the whole bill gates thing or whatever an evil reason for why this is happening instead of trying to come to grips with it's just happening Mm-hmm. Yeah, this goes also back, and I don't want to go here, but I'll say it briefly. This goes whole, all the way back to religion. Like, we are all just here, or we all are here because we were made to be here, and we all live under this God-like, subs- you know, like, so, yeah, this is about fear and love and, and, and a lot of other things. Well, fear and love mainly. Um, are we and here because we're randomly the here? unknown, yeah. Right. Or just yes, trying to accept yes. the unknown. And know? how we yeah. choose to exactly. somebody, somebody knows somebody knows how this flat earth theory started. How it's not a theory, I'm... Marcelo. The earth is flat. What what podcast did you think you're calling into? This what is, the uh, fuck tango, is that shit? Well, but it wasn't I mean it wasn't a theory for us. That's what they thought it was. Yeah. When it was, when it was, when I remember, last time I remember when I was in school, but that, that was like the in this, I don't know when, in the 14,000. I think they it were, was uh, like, 1491, the, the theory ages? ended. Yeah, exactly. When come? Well, <laughs> well, come? 1492 is when they say Columbus sailed the ocean blue and discovered America and, and said yeah. the earth is round. Sharon, so we need some Wikipedia information there. When, when was the last time that this theory was alive? That is towards the end of Middle Ages for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. Or medieval, I think is the. It's crazy. It's... So, Marcelo, are you excited about the class on Sunday? Because I, I... am excited. Chico can't am... understand what we're going to teach, or she no, can't understand how we're going to teach. I just teach don't it, know how say. we'll be able to relay it. I can tell you. No, I love it. I love it. We are going to. Uh, yes, I love it because it's nice to see these this old dancers doing all these magic things and now that we have time to study them and to yeah. try to explain it is fascinating chica one i idea feel like I, sorry one idea i no finish your point marcelo i want to hear what you said yeah it is is for me 
you know these paleontologists that discovered a rock and they, they study it and say, oh, this is what happened and discover the story behind of it? It's feel like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, Chico, I have this weird idea where like if I, mm-hmm. people that take the class can, can somehow put something on their floor like a piece of sticky tape or something, maybe put like eight pieces of sticky tape on the floor. And they step on the sticky tape when they hear the beat, you know? And then they step after the sticky tape when they hear the beat. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they step on the sticky tape after the beat. Didn't you just say that? No. No. They step on the, the sticky beat. tape when they hear the beat, after the sticky tape when they hear the beat, and then on the sticky tape after the beat. Because we're talking about how the interpretation of the couple at least we're studying uh Pocho and Nelly are always like on and off the beats when they're dancing and it's easy to it's not easy even in person to teach this but you can demo it and you can show it and I was thinking like a way to illustrate it is to have people like sort of bending their brains around timing their movement with a location and then timing their movement opposite the location and then I want to take this class and then and then going back to the location but then timing their movement off of the tempo with the same location this is just one idea i have that i th- think would be fun to play with that's all well, i think so fascinating I it is so interesting because generally something that i remember this story is true i'm not i'm not kidding we were practicing with joanna my ex partner and we were like practicing really hard to do a choreography and to you know to, when, when we do our choreography we try to to express the music and the movement at the same quality and blah 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 all day what what uh, all of us we are working really really hard all the time right and and then we were dancing in the milonga, and she said, I don't, I cannot handle anymore. And they said, what do you mean with that? And said, I am dancing the music so literally, so literally mm-hmm. that yeah. if you, yeah, if you yeah, see yeah. everybody, if you see everybody, nobody's doing something different with the music. They are doing the same thing that us. Well, this goes and back to the conversation we just had with Carolyn and Christopher when he was like, yeah, we all did the same thing at the same time. And I used to make jokes about this about how like sometimes to me when everybody on the dance floor is doing the same thing i find it to be the opposite of interesting you know it's like yes exactly it, it, it because yeah because it became like yeah, a standard to be predictable in a way yeah it's, it's too predictable it's, it's created as a standardization of the interpretation right and and in, in tango it's easy to go in that path because the music itself is not so Reach and at least that is why people they get so excited. What I understand, right, with Pugliese or with Biagi, or because it brings another kind of um, uh, metric there that they, they can uh, they feel inspired to 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 dance with. And we were say in, in that milonga, the idea was to try to dance not in the beat or not the predictable music, and we couldn't manage because we were training so hard to be in the beat that we mm-hmm. couldn't manage. Yeah. So she found out a way. And the way that she found out is that we, both of us, we would need to sing happy birthday in the middle of the tanda mm. and dance <laughs> the happy birthday. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. 
That's brilliant. So everybody was dancing and the beat and everybody was dancing musically and all the salon style. And we were dying, doing a musically completely different just because we weren't singing happy birthday. Okay, so, Marcelo, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the, exercise. the exercise you're going to bring this week. To warm up. We're going to play, what's the song? I like this, I don't know about that bass, that bass, that bass. You got to play, you got to play a song that is like super fucking driving. And then we have to sing another song during that and dance to it. It's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, for instance, I don't know. Yeah, some song. Yeah, exactly. Adam, you sing. No, no, I think it should be. That's all. It's all about that bass. No, no, you sing. That will be the song we're listening to. Sing that song again. And it's all about. Wait, what? What song? Yeah, that one. You're one. You're singing. It's all about that. Continue singing it. Hold on, I want to play it. Okay. What's it called? It's all about the bass. It's called. That's the only words. <laughs> I don't know what, what it, it is. Really, it really poetical. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. All right. Well, you don't know. And it's all about that bass. That bass. <laughs> it's, it's all about that bass. That bass. That bass. It's all. About... <laughs> I hope that everybody in the, uh, they're listening are singing. I. You need to like now. Yes. Guys, that you are listening, you need to do this exercise. You it like Adam is singing all about the bass, because and Chico is singing. There it is. But you need to dance, singing one of the Darien that that this early. <laughs> it's, exercise. I love it. it's so much fun it's 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 forced us the brain to think the music and take the music in a different timing and uh and i think that the the old milongueros they were doing something like that i don't know how but they were doing something like that we lost carol yeah i was just realizing that i'm like why did she she's like very stout about this she went she went to do the exercise for herself you know remember what she did the exercise of the mirror no, no i got i got kicked off <laughs> yes it's not me yes <laughs> by the way there's four more lines it's yeah yeah you know i think yeah I, they opened it up a lot huh yeah, they changed the great. Although on my phone, it still says there's only four total. Oh, you mean there's more than four? Five? Yeah, there is now Adam as the host, and then there's seven lines. So on Well, I still only see see four total on my phone. Me too. Uh, Because you needed to update the app. Oh, we have to update the app. When I opened the app today, it said new futures. Oh, I didn't didn't update when they asked me to update. Well, Probably if anybody else listening wants to call in. I think Felipe's here. Really? We yeah. want Felipe and Ayana to be on the show. We just haven't Yeah. Um, we haven't just asked them yet. them yet. Uh, because we have a few <laughs> guests. Yeah, well, yeah, Leggy Peggy, give give us a push. Push the green number. Push the green number, baby. Leggy Peggy, you might know Carol cuz uh Leggy Peggy's from Halifax. Margaret, no? Oh, Margaret. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
this weekend is really busy. Uh, we are going to teach you these things, and the event of Tango Spears will be up. I so I hope to see you there, guys. That. Are you prepared yeah. for your weekend, Marcelo? I saw you I... sent me a message, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't looked. Yes, it's a private message. It's for special people. Okay. Sh- short, especially. Yeah, I didn't get one, Carol. Short people. I'm short too, <laughs> but I didn't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will send that to you too. Uh, it's it's for the people who I and I send the message for people who who register in the in the event. So okay. I was answering everybody. Mm-hmm. What time so is it? Will be fun. What time is it? The the embracing the tango, the African connection is at twelve, uh, and then the make the shine like a star is at two. This is Saturday. And Sunday is the women leading tango, that is at one. And then the mate uh, explanation of the story and the community building is at three. Oh, wow, nice. it's lots of stuff. Yeah. It's four stuff. And is it Not an hour of each or it's an hour and a half? Yes, the idea is to be an hour. T- and that what, what, what I want to do is so interactive because I want the people not to just to listen to the speakers, as well to ask them questions and play mm-hmm. games. Uh, the person who is doing the, the, the talk about the African, he brought a nice game for us to kind of challenge our, our perception about what we do. Nice. There's something fun. Yeah. So is it an hour like the two hours we have on this show? <laughs> so it keeps going. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The, what I'm looking forward to is, is two questions I want to ask this, the, the guys over Africa. In which moment the drums were taken out from the tango music mm, itself? Yes. That is something I want, to, I want to hear what he has to say. And for the ladies, I want to re- I'm really curious to, to, to hear why, what is the vision that they have for tango in the future. This is something interesting to want to learn. So, guys... Uh, the free the ladies uh, talk is for free and donation base so hurry up because it's getting really full it's, I don't know like 20 spots left cool that's okay. great Tango Sophia's yeah. guys anyone looking for it on Facebook to find the information or contact us or Marcelo directly will lead you to him yes that, guys and no, he's and Carol. Fearing in the background. Yeah. Yes, Carol. Tell, 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 tell me. I was watching something happening in Montreal. That you were organizing some events too online, right? Oh, Pablo, Pablo, and Noel are teaching a class on Thursdays. Um, but that's it. We haven't really gotten much more organized. We did. Uh, we do things once in a while. Like, what did we do? Uh, uh, Pablo Inza, you know, did you see the thing he put up on YouTube? The the thing with the, I think it's... Ah, yes, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, want to do it. Thing with the old so what right? we did was we showed, yeah, with three. I think he might eventually do more. So it's like just 20-some minutes long. So what we did was we showed it with French subtitles, and then he was there afterwards and answered questions and stuff. It was fun. It went on and on. Yes. Hello, then, Margaret. In, in a... Hi, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Hey. Fantastic. It's so uh, strange. I, 
I want to hold the next in August. I will I will bring. I want to for Tango Spears. I will I will do the. I mean I will ask Pablo to do that that talk yeah. because I think that is so interesting for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I will I want I'm trying to convince these two as well to to be another talk. So mm-hmm. these Margaret, two. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, she just called in. I don't want to leave her there. It's okay. I have nothing to say. I just called in to make sure I could do it. Cool. All right. Say goodbye. I, thought I, I love it. I might have to do it. I might have to do it You're in the future. Sickle. So I thought I should. I should. Yes. I'm. I'm sickle bitching in my bed here. It's kind of late. Oh my god. Yeah, it's late for you, right? It's yeah, an it's hour really later late. there. How are yeah. things in Nova Scotia? Oh, they're pretty chill. You know. Yeah. Um, they danced. Yeah, we yeah, actually dance, um, but it, you know, I, I heard that whole discussion about how do you, you know, what the responsibility is of the organizer, and I feel that all the time, even though mm-hmm. there there were no cases here for three weeks, so they told us we could nice. gather in groups of 10. Yeah, I think we're not allowed to visit you. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. you're not, but somehow um, that we had three cases in the last, like, three days, and they were all from Americans. I mean, who there were, you like, are. Dri- who were, like, Even, driving through or what? Well, the borders are shut, but I guess if you're a Canadian citizen, right. you could be an American, living in America and come up and here. And come right? back. You're, Did you mm-hmm. hear that one they had? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, one, one of the people was a student. They're apparently letting people with student visas in. And he was coming to Prince Edward Island, and he flew into mm. Toronto, oh, and then shit. he came to Prince Edward Island, and Prince Edward Island refused him because he didn't have his paperwork. And also, he had coronavirus. So they just sent him back to Nova Scotia because you have to go through. You come into PEI through Nova Scotia. So mm-hmm. it took Nova Scotia about seven days to carry, to find him because their tracing isn't very good. And oh, so that, that created no, a big okay. thing. But this is like one person. I mean, here here there's a huge for, for a kerfuffle because one person, you know, is walking around with coronavirus. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> you know, we're watching all this news about the U.S. And it's like, yeah, oh, for my those, God. For those of you who don't know Canadian geography, like Quebec is above New York, right? And then to the east of us, there's four more provinces that we call the Atlantic provinces so that you have like New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland. And I think the four provinces you guys have formed. uh, Yeah. The maritime uh, bubble, a Uh, bubble, right. And Prince Edward Island is an, is an Island and Nova Scotia is practically an Island. So they were able to shut the borders of each of the provinces. Mm -hmm. But Nova Scotia is above Greenland. <laughs> Thank you very much. Actually, New- Newfoundland is not part of the. I mean, Newfoundland is part of our bubble, but they're not part of the Maritimes exactly because they're. What are they? Newfoundland. Well, they're they're there's the Atlantic provinces, and then there's the Maritime provinces. So Newfoundland, oh. New Brunswick, so PEI, and Nova Scotia are Maritimes. Mar- Mar- Margaret, Margaret, are you on the show next week or the week after? I think it's next it week. It's next week, so we All can right, talk listeners, week, so. get ready for some fucking crazy stories. If you thought Christopher and Carolyn and us had <laughs> oh, some no, crazy I, stories, I, I know I'm I trying mean, to think of, I'm trying to make up well, crazy stories as, your, as fast as you know, I can. Your friendship with my father caused me to get kicked out of Canada. <laughs> oh, right, I know. Well, don't tell the story yet. Don't tell the story yet. Don't tell it now. Keep it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Everybody who knows the story. Hold on, I'll just say this. It's where we can't get teachers here. A little teaser trailer. 
<laughs> I got kicked out of Canada. And the but not person... quickly, like you got to stay a whole extra day, didn't you? Well, they yeah, I had he... to sleep don't somewhere. Don't tell and... the whole thing, guys. Hold on, hold on. I'm just going to say, it's Margaret's fault. She's no. going to show next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all my fault. It's Margaret's and your dad's fault, let's put it that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Right, and they had no idea it was their fault either. <laughs> and we're still waiting. We're still waiting to co consummate that relationship, aren't we? So, they don't even know your dad. Funny fucking stories next week. I gotta say. Oh, oh my god. Oh, I have to come then. Uh, will will you I finally join us, Marcelo? Marcelo? I will try to come. I will try yeah, to join you. Yeah, because he never does. Game. I know. Yeah, you know, talking about. Something that you were guys you were mentioned about responsibility and, and as organizer of the event in, in this moment of the disease, what Margaret was sharing with us is remind me to hear in Buenos Aires is something similar happening in a concrete concrete example, right? There was a city that didn't have cases cases for at least twenty days. So they were opening and everybody was happy, the code the people were going out, meeting with friends and and obviously respecting the uh, the distance and, and and opening some business, and one person came from Buenos Aires. I mean, it was from this from this city went to Buenos Aires, and this person came back and didn't respect the quarantine time that the law asked, and this person went to a baby shower, and one day to the other, two hundred people were sick. Oh my gosh! So, mm -hmm. so this is mm -hmm. serious. So I understand your worry, Carol, when you were thinking, I was talking mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Where my parents live on the west coast of Canada, they're on an island as well. And there haven't been any cases, I think, for like three or four weeks. And now there's like one case, one case. All I've learned from this discussion in the past 10 minutes is we need more fucking islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Hawaii's doing pretty well, too. Yeah, Look at New Zealand. Look at New Zealand. They are New Zealand is rocking. Big island. Australia's a big island. New Zealand. Yeah, no, no, no. But Australia, Hell they were yes, doing really well. But really now they've had to now. close down um, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, for six weeks. Well, M Melbourne's not That's part of the still... island. It's yeah, every, exactly. man, every man is an island. Oh, <laughs> um, other isn't really that, interesting fact. Manhattan an island too? Yes, I believe it is. It's yeah, close. it's and a peninsula, also... right? And also, we're the it lowest cases right peninsula. now in the U.S. I think. So. Oh wow, that's wonderful. Oh yeah, no, New York City and New York State New itself York is, and New is Jersey doing, doing great. Good. Oh, that's fantastic because it yeah. was so bad at one time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're then... so excited we're going to reopen. <laughs> <laughs> Other interesting fact, I was, I was listening here while in the news, something really interesting that I, for you ladies will be, I think that you know already, that every country that has a lady running it as a president of first ministers is doing really well. It's showing... What, what, what direction to go. So ladies, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, because if, if a female ran a country that had 2.5 million cases of corona, there would not be another female leader for the next 300 years because that would be another reason why we can't have a female fucking leader. You know, like <laughs> in a way they have to live up to this because they're, they're responsible, they're representing a new era that we haven't oh, had in our whole entire history since Egypt, you know, like 
This is going back to like Egypt. So, yeah, Trump can get away with 2.5 million cases of corona because he's just another fucking idiot white guy who we're all used to this shit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. We are used to that shit. <laughs> you know. But all these, all I, the countries, I, I mean, all the countries that have these, the women leaders are, are countries that have social medicine as well. That does right. play so into not it for, a bit. Not-for-profit healthcare, which is... Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly helps because there's a, you know, there's a feeling of security that people don't have to be afraid to go get a test and don't have to be afraid to be sick. So they, you know, maybe will get tested. But and, then there's also the theory here where there's the basic there's not the pressure from certain corporations companies whatever saying you know let people get sick because we'll make more money in the health industry you know we'll make more money giving tests and treating people because we don't have a socialized medicare system that is unbelievable it's it's really hard for most of the world to understand why it is the way it is in the u.s as it's really as hard for us too because it's like we're supposed to be this like great world leader country and we're failing tremendously in this moment and for no reason economics you know? that you're still this you're still young had. enough to immigrate to canada just to let you know that well we're not allowed in right i don't now think we're whatever. taking it we're not taking anybody right now though i know but in general in general you know they could people can immigrate here it's people under 50 people under 40 for sure it's harder to immigrate when you're older but hmm. well, I, I saw know, an article. I know. it's not a very interesting place and kind of boring but it's a little safer safer and beautiful I, I mean, Montreal um, is not I'm, boring but I was impressed. I was I was I was reading the story of the New Zealand. Uh, this is the, one of the first speech that the president did to the pub, to the to the people in New Zealand was for the kids. I don't know if you know that. It was yeah. really kind and really smart. So the kids, they is kind of empowering the kids to to be to help the adults to to behave, and it was really <laughs> really smart. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, we need to go that direction. I, I, for a good reason, I start to trust more the ladies in power than the dudes. Well, we've only been having female leadership for a very short time, so yeah, I would say. Well, who's making noise? Not me, not me, not me. Carol, Carol, Carol. No, 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 no. I'm just lying on the floor and not making any noise. I heard a might zipper. No. Oh, it might have been me. I don't know. I heard a lot of other things, but okay. <laughs> I'm zipping. <laughs> no, I heard a zipper again. I have this is not that kind of show, okay? Somebody, Somebody's in the bathroom. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so tell me, you guys. I saw that you you were doing something at like eleven o'clock or one o'clock. What is it that you guys do in the daytime? Uh, we do a little tiny, like a short tango warm up sort of thing with Eleonora and Chico and I. Where you know we just get up, have coffee. It's 
20 minutes. It turns out to be more like 30, 40, but we do like um, Chico shows a sequence for like four beats, and then I show the leading half, and then Eleonora shows the other half, and then I show it, and then we come together, and somebody's still making a lot of noise. <laughs> Somebody writing. Somebody's in the bathroom. Somebody's in the bathroom. That is the only conclusion they got. It's not. Not me. I'm no, just not me either. Myself. I'm just here. Leggy Peggy, there's a mute button on the phone. I, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm nail. I'm filing a nail. Is that God. what it was? We're all filing a <laughs> yes, nail. Yes, right we can now. hear you. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm. You see, it's funny because you can't hear your own voice, so you can't hear any of your own noises. How come you can't hear your voice? I can't hear any any noises. I'm. I had to put on a headset. I can't hear anything except your voices, and I can hear myself speaking, but not through the phone. So you don't know the noises, the subtle noises you are making. I didn't I don't, hear it, to be honest. Hmm. These guys have sharp ears. Yes, we do. These mm -hmm. oh, sharp ears. Okay. So keep the sharp ears. You have to watch out for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Going back to what Adam was describing, we also, what we do is like, we don't come up with the ideas together. Like one proposes one week, I propose something, and then the other, Eleonora builds on it. And oh, another week, Eleonora offers the beginning of something, and then I build on it. And the first week we did it like we both did the same sequence, but in two different ways. So mm -hmm. then Adam figured out two different ways to lead it. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, and it's like yeah, we don't spend fun. much time breaking it down for the students or we just, you know, it's just like get together with some coffee, p dance a little bit, <laughs> get your head head in the game of tango and then... And how did it come about that you got... Have you guys collaborated with her on other stuff before? We no. Taught with uh, her she just reached out occasions. to us. I taught with her, Adam taught with her, but... Oh, that's she... true, that's true. Uh, so we've collaborated with her that way, and I think we really like but get along well when we're in the same room. So she why so early? It's great. Um, uh, figured it would be a nice break in the middle of the day for people. It's early for us, but for some people, it's the middle of the day, Marcella. What time did you? Yeah, say? Was I mean, for me, I just I just wake up before this class. It's uh, eleven a.m. Today was at 1 p.m., but usually it's at 11. We figured it should be like coffee time, 20 minutes uh, early in the day. Maybe 1 p.m. is better. I don't know. No, I like 11. 11 is good. I like 11 because I get up around 9, 9.30, and it gives me time to have my tea, read my newspaper, and then like I set my space, and I'm ready, and then I'm energized for the rest of the day. Do you guys find yourselves waking up earlier than normal? Absolutely. This is yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. for the most really? part. I'm, I think it's, a lot of people find themselves staying up really late, huh. and getting up really late. That's yes, yes, Meg, I'm with you. These people are weird. No, for oh, me, it's like, up early I feel soon. like it's. I feel it's like when I go visit my parents, and then like. Exactly. My mother, my mother makes you turn the TV off at eleven because she's worried the neighbors will hear. And so this reminds me I of just every... kind of fall asleep in front of the TV and then wake <laughs> when up Sharon early. And I, when Sharon and I go home for the holidays to Michigan and Cleveland to visit our families, I'll like we'll pull in and I'll be like, 
every night going to bed at three or four, dancing, dancing, traveling, traveling. And we'll be at like her grandparents' house at eight thirty, and I'm fucking falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, fall asleep in front of the <laughs> Cause, TV because we're eating like bean soup and talking about something random, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! And <laughs> and then yeah, I wake up at ten p. ten a.m. the next day because I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but lately, I've been hanging out with people a little bit more. I mean, very little bit more. So I have a nighter here, nighter there, here. Or there, Jesus, that came out really weird. Do they um, have outside terraces? <laughs> Do they have terraces open there? Do they have what? Terraces? Like, uh, like yeah. outdoor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York, they do now. I haven't really done that, but I have, like, we have a yard in our apartment in Brooklyn, so we have people over every, like, week or two. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but not, like, many people, just, like, a couple, like, one or two people every other week or so, and we'll have a barbecue, and we'll hang out, and, and that's nice, and then I love yeah. that we call one person people at this point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it to sound like I was like, yeah, we have a couple of people over, like seven or eight. Yeah. I think we have people over one or <laughs> And how is going with your barbecue skill, Adam? Because I remember last time that I saw you doing that, that was not the best way to do it. Did you teach him? That was five years ago, bitch. I almost cried when I was looking at him trying to do a barbecue. <laughs> I and I still tell that story to this day, but I will tell you this past weekend I made some ribs for Isa Poof and her husband that were at least her husband said they were the one of the best ribs he ever had in his goddamn life, so I'll just you tell you that much, bitch. Man. He was drank, that is why. I uh I'm smoking them now. Motherfucker. <laughs> now I'm I'm gonna start cussing because I'm so happy about my cooking. <laughs> Well, it's not the one I remember. I need to check it out because I, the last time I remember it was sacrilege. Well, by the time they're going to let anybody back into this country, I'm going to be opening my own barbecue joint, man. You're going to be... <laughs> right. Forget Tango. Yeah. It's true. No, no, they're, uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. Mm. Imagine for... Uh, guys. I sent you a photo. Yeah. I sent you a photo. Yeah. I'm burning the wood and... You Guys, I need to, to to put to put in my place, right? Remember, you are there. You know how to how many barbecues I did, how many barbecues I went through Argentina and Uruguay. I went to the states and I found one of my best friends trying to cook a barbecue, a gringo, with lighter doing fluid. something. I was, I almost, I feel like I was crying. This was, <laughs> anyway. I, uh, it was much better. It's much better now. You'll be proud. I hope so. I hope so. Please, my friend. He's, he's, yeah. So much better. We need to try, guys, the, tur the Turkish tea, too. Now, guys. You can't I never... Turkish tea with barbecue, though. Oh, I, mean, but... I can, but you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I can. I love yeah. bar uh, Turkish tea. I love it. Mm, me too. I have it every day. So come on over for tea tomorrow. What is Turkish tea? It's tea from Turkey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, no, no. It's like black, black, right? Black tea. Somebody yeah, with somebody with tea. my middle name just entered the uh, podcast. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Ashton. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up soon. 
Mm-hmm. Turkish tea is black. That's right, Margaret and Carol. Sammy. With it, is spices in it? No. No, no oh. it's just plain. But you do mix it with a little bit of bargain. Earl Grey. No, Earl yeah. Grey. Or, yeah. So now, it's uh, like that bargain. Chico. But you also cook it, you brew it very differently. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the Turkish tea has a brew procedure that is, I don't know, it's kind of magical what they do. So it doesn't actually overcook or burn the leaves. And you have two pots. In the lower pot, you have the water, you boil the water. And then in the smaller pot, tea kettle above that, that one never sits on the fire directly. You put the tea and you wet the tea first. So then it just steams from the water that's in the larger kettle underneath. So first you steam it and then you add the hot water over it. And then it brews for hours sometimes if you want to continue drinking, like it can still, like people will leave that on the stove until- And and add more water, right? And basically what you do is when you're pouring, yeah, when you're pouring the tea, you will put some from where the tea is, from the top kettle, but you won't fill your whole cup with that because that will be really strong. Strong. And then you will use just the water to balance how dark you want your tea. And we have the small cups. We have one of those tea thingies. Um, at the studio, because like I guess Barack left it there, and oh, one of the tango dancers in Montreal, uh, who's Turkish, um, has started to come and and work, like do his work at the studio, because I think he was um, going a little crazy at home because they have a small apartment and a one-year-old baby, so he's coming and using space at the studio to to do his office work. So he makes the tea every day and brings me a cup now. Oh, nice. It's tea and yeah. tango. Well, it's, well, it's no tango, but at tea. least 15 minutes to brew and stuff if you're doing it the right way. And then it feels like the whole room will smell mm-hmm. with that bergamot tea, black tea smell. It's just so good. What yes, it's fresh. amazing. I, I was, and the cup that the, the, the Turkish tea should be served to is beautiful too. It's, it's everything, the process, the process, the, the Turkish tea is really you charming know the name of those cups you mean no. the glass ones yeah the glass ones the curved shape is called the thin waist because of the way it goes thinner in the middle and wider it resembles the body of a woman so it's called a thin waist some, some women tea. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore <laughs> Not in the last three months, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> there was a, I don't know if you saw, guys. There was a, there was a meme. You know the uh, Botero, the 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 sculpture, the Colombian sculpture that most of their work is always chubby person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is a picture of two tango dancers dancing at Botero style, and this is pre-quarantine and post-quarantine. <laughs> I was lucky. I need to share this I before. Didn't get it. Li- yeah. I, wa- I don't think I could visualize. 
يعني اول شيء يدي من فيسبوك يا اتس بريتي ويل نون ارتست سيريز بس يا هي ديد وان وذ تانجو Yeah. Uh, I, one of the best teas that I had, I took it in, in Istanbul and, and we went to one of these corner shops and the guy brought us the, 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 the tea. We asked, of course, the tea. And at the same time, he brought this, this uh, sugar uh, blocks that I didn't see it since I was like five years old. I don't know. You know what I mean, guys? Mm-hmm. But it's a dark, dark sugar. The sugar and squares, I, the sugar. Yeah, that was amazing. The dark and color. I don't know. Yeah, and when I place it in the in the oh, tea, goodness. I don't know what happened in the tea. Maybe the tea has acid. I don't know, but it's, it's it came in and disappeared. We didn't need to move it. It was so nice. Ah, so when I, I first started drinking Turkish tea, I did not like drinking tea or coffee. And the only reason I drank it was to dip those sugar cubes in it and eat the sugar cubes. <laughs> My grandmother used to drink um, tea in a glass with like a silver thing, glass sat in the oh, silver yeah. handle yeah, thing. And tea. she would put sh- the sugar cube in her mouth and then mm. drink the tea. Yes. Drink the tea through I the sugar I wonder if yeah. this was a different like kind that. of sugar cube because there is something called katlama in Turkish. It's a sugar, but it doesn't melt like oh. sugar cube. So you can put it under the tongue. So in oh, Turkey, they'll do that to drink. Like instead of adding a little bit of sugar in the Turkish coffee, they'll put it under their tongue and drink the Turkish coffee with oh, that. Neat. I wonder, like, if it's similar. Yeah, if it's similar. So, so that cool. that is showing how old we are. How many people know the sugar cubes, guys, here in the chat? Somebody we have sugar cubes. We Wait a minute. We still have sugar cubes in North America. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many people have sugar cubes in their home? No one. No, not me. No. I have ice cubes. Oh, Isabella has it. What? Yeah, well, she's kind of weird. Well, so. she's a poof, that's why. Yeah, poof, poof. <laughs> Crystal. Can, oh, yeah, crystals are nice. On a stick? You can definitely buy ice. You can buy sugar cubes, though, and mostly at Middle yeah, Eastern yeah, yeah. shops, Middle Eastern stores, actually. Well, often when you go to, like, a buffet or whatever, there'll be, like, sugar cubes, right? No. Not really. No. Before, no, yes, but... In Turkey, you get it more, but here I never like run into sugar cubes at buffets or anywhere. No idea. Generally, the fancy. You can still buy, box... you can still buy boxes of them. Yeah, does, you can. You does can. anybody remember when they, when they actually put drugs on sugar cubes? I think I took some acid on a sugar oh cube before. Yeah, sugar cube acid. They, I think I'm you sure You must I have been that, about yeah. nine years old. But I'm sorry. Well, the first time I did that was 15, but it wasn't on sugar cube. Um, but I'm sure I during those few years way, I did something I like that. They had a vaccine in Turkey. They would put the drops on the sugar yeah, cube. Yeah, polio. Polio. Like mm. Polio vaccine. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. just mention that too. Uh, yeah. Wow, Joanna knows. I didn't know that. I'm yeah. the only vaccine that I remember is just through through uh, needles. Uh, they they do have the um, well, they have polio that 
and I think something else also that they can give you in drops in the mouth. Well, yeah, it probably depends on where you live, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. We definitely, and it was actually a good flavor, I remember. <laughs> well, everybody. Okay, I got to go to note, bed. On that note, guys. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to play you a very sleepful song. And um, we'll rejoin next week. Leggy Peggy will be our guest of honor. I can't okay. wait. Okay, cool. I can't wait. And we're going to have a musical guest. Who is it, Chico? Do we remember? Yes. Um, it's Christine oh, Christine Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, she's a violinist based in Buenos Aires. She's amazing. So we're going to have a really nice show next week. Join us. Join us. So, Leggy Peggy, Join remember us. everything. We want to know all every detail that these okay, characters brought to you. Oh, you. God. We've had some Bye. stories, man. I miss you so much, Margaret. We had some oh, great stories. Yes, I can't wait I for can't the next. Wait for this. I can't wait for more stories. Even when you came here and you stayed at Robert's place and we went out, that was fun. Yeah, yeah Robert. That was great. He should be here. He's usually here in the summer. Yeah, but he it's sublet his true. place. He took off. He sublet his place in New York. Yeah, I saw a post like a month ago. He's he took off. Does I haven't been mean, in touch. Does that mean that he and Abigail came to her place in Nova Scotia? Because she has a place here. Well, would they be allowed though? No, no, I have they, no they are not idea. allowed. That they told me they definitely couldn't come, and that's mm -hmm. why I understand. Huh? But maybe I have they no idea. In. No, we'll but have maybe to reach out. maybe they it's went. It's a mystery. Somewhere. You know, maybe they went somewhere else. <laughs> I will reach out. We'll Long find Island. out. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, I'm gonna say good night, right. guys. Thank good you. Good night, so everybody. Good night. Good night. 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 Good night. Thank you so good much night. for entertaining me. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Pleasure and good night. Good night, guys. Good night, Marcelito.
Good night.